0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith. Thank you again for joining me. If you are new, welcome. I'm just sitting down with interesting people from all walks of life, and I'm just trying to gain some perspective. So thank you for coming along for the ride. If this is not your first episode, you know what the deal is, and I love you guys for joining and tuning in Every time I share one of these conversations, you guys are the shit. I couldn't do this without you. I do have to say big thank you to St. Louis Deck and Fence. If you are local to the St. Louis area, go check them out. St. Louis Deck and Fence or stldeckandfence.com. You can also give them a call at 618-670-4531. They are friendly, personable. They do amazing work. They'll come out, give you a free quote. They're very hands-on. They're going to work with you. They will help you bring whatever it is you have in your mind. They'll help bring that shit to life. So go check them out, stldeckandfence.com, or give them a call, 618-670-4531, and tell them that. I sent you. All right, guys. My guest today, I'm sitting down with David Mirakatani. This was a very fun conversation. In fact, I actually went a little over time. So, again, I'm very thankful that David was so awesome in sitting down with me. Um, I've I've known of David for, for quite some time. Uh just through the MMA scene. So if you guys know anything about me, if you've been following me, you know I fought MMA for a very long time and I would always see David in people's corners, um, just around the scene. Didn't really know a whole lot about him, but it was really cool to learn about uh his background and all of his experience and just really dive deep into uh just coaching and mindset and and just all of the different aspects of wrestling. So this was a really fun conversation. I really enjoyed it. David is just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, very humble. And I don't want to mess this up. So I'm going to read uh, a couple short excerpts from an excellent article that was put together by Knuckle Junkies back in the day. Um, I'll throw this link in the show notes even. but. David had a decorated high school wrestling career where he won three state titles and was voted Outstanding Wrestler in the State twice. He was a five-time All-American in freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestling, winning a cadet national title and earning the Outstanding Wrestler Award. He was also a two-time All-American at the collegiate level, one of those being a national runner-up finish. Uh, his wrestlers have won state titles. They've won uh, titles at every level of the collegiate level. He has coached in the UFC, Bellator, Strikeforce. He also hosts two podcasts, both hosted by USA Wrestling, Wayne In and Matt Chat. David is a, is a high-level wrestler. He's a high-level coach. He has uh, coached at every level. He's coached uh tons and tons of champions uh both in wrestling and mma and he's just uh, just has a ton of experience a, a ton of knowledge so it's just this there's a lot of knowledge to be gained from this conversation so without any further ado guys let's gain some perspective with david Mirakatani. David Mirakatani. I like saying your name <laughs>
1: for better or for worse. It's memorable, right, dude?
0: <laughs> but you know the funny thing is. So and I don't know if, if you noticed this. I feel that coming up in high school wrestling, all the best wrestlers had different last names. Not not all of them, but a lot of them stuck out to me. Like I remember there was this kid. His last name was Saint Louis. He really stuck out um there's Louis caputo he was a really, oh yeah he was a really good that's an interesting last name and he was like a savage
1: Looked like a librarian too he,
0: he did look like like a bri- librarian yeah. that's yeah. true um but good
1: kid though and re- i mean went to harvard everything else yeah Smart he kid. wrestled at harvard right yeah he was an all-american
0: oh wow yeah that dude was a savage he was yeah. a stud just uh um, gagliano um oh yeah jordan yeah, yeah. and mike yeah, yeah. Just those those names they always just stuck out to me, and every time I saw one of those names, they were always stud wrestlers, and you, my friend, were a stud wrestler. I was pretty good, you're pretty good, <laughs> yeah. dude, I had no idea, so it's funny because i um I've seen you for a long time, just through the fighting scene, right I've always seen you in people's corners. I never yeah. knew why or who you were, though, to be honest with you.
1: You just thought it was affirmative action?
0: No, yeah, yep, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yeah. <laughs> we had to meet the quota. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but, dude, just for the folks, if you don't mind, can you take me through just some of your your background in wrestling? I mean, you are a three-time state champion here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you, uh, I don't even want to mess it up because you're an All-American multiple fucking times, dude. And you're the first person to win Cadet Nationals right from Missouri? Did I mess that up?
1: I think I am. I can't – it's either me or Perler. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it was – yeah. So, yeah, I won state three times. I placed at cadets four times, won it one year. Placed at juniors one time. Placed at the under-20s. Placed at the under-23s. Was a two-time college All-American. And then uh, placed first, 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 second, and third at the IBJJFs.
0: Yeah, you – I mean, you just have this extensive – Background in, in wrestling and grappling. It, yeah,
1: it's, but you know, I think it's, uh, you know, like, so I mean, for people that don't know, I do two of these a week.
0: Two you know, what? Two podcasts? Yeah, with your show, right?
1: Yeah, and we do one a week where we just kind of talk about the world of wrestling, what's going on, and mm-hmm. then one we do a long form interview like what you do. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's whichever side you're normally on gets easier, right? Right. You know, like you're a good interviewer. If somebody interviewed you, it, it you want to make sure you don't suck, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I do
0: feel like I'm the worst person there for you. <laughs> well, but you know what I mean, though. So, yeah.
1: Um, I think where probably guys like me in their corner is number one. My dad taught mar wrestling like a martial art, and what I mean by that is most people are like, like you're bigger than me. So in wrestling, like you push, I push. Mm-hmm. You're gonna win. Yeah. My dad's like, if he pushes, you pull. Yeah if he pulls you, you know.
0: He was teaching philosophies. Yeah, well, he's
1: brilliant. He understands body movement and he understands balance better than anybody I know. And I mean, I know there's guys here in St. Louis who are black belts, but there's black belts and there's black belts.
2: Right.
0: There's levels to all this, right? Dude, I mean, for a lot of guys, once you hit black belt, that's just really the beginning even. Right, but like there's
1: guys that'll say so-and-so was a stud wrestler, okay? And like he might have been, like he might have been a state champ. Like, to people that never wrestled, that seems like a big deal. Yeah. To those of us that we're we're, wrestling, we're like, well, he's not that good. Yeah. Like you know, like that's not that big of a deal.
0: Right. That's true. Like when you're really in an industry, you can actually parse yeah. out what really like is impressive and isn't impressive.
1: Well, and you know, like I hang out with guys that are world and Olympic champions. So anything I want is. Nothing in that platform, you know? Right. When you get you know, in that context. Yeah.
0: But th- isn't that the thing, though, comparisons, the Thief of Joy?
1: Yeah. I heard that saying the other day. But I also think you also hear this phrase like leveling up, right? Yeah. And so to level up, you know, like you want to buy the cheapest house in the best neighborhood, right? You know, yeah, like that, that's the way to look at know, it. You know, right? Yeah. Like if, uh, If you wanted to learn about wrestling, you don't go into a wrestling room where you already know the most. You go in the wrestling room where you know the least.
2: Right. Right? Right.
1: So part of why I enjoy my podcast so much is I get to talk to guys that are at the top of the game. Right. And, you know, I think I told you off air, like, I always hope that really smart guys about wrestling go, that was awesome. Like I wish you'd ask, I wish I'd had, I'm glad you asked that question because that's a question I've always wanted to ask.
0: Right. Yeah. I always love whenever I listen to just a good conversation and I think of a question and I really hope that they ask that and then they do. Yeah. It's very satisfying when they do.
1: So I usually write up three pages of notes of questions. Do you really? Uh Uh-huh. And, but my mom's a communications teacher and she taught me, she said, there's a difference between being an active listener and just waiting for someone to stop talking. Right, and she said, "If you want to be good at this, be an active listener." I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Like, if I ask you, like, what, what got you started in jiu-jitsu? And let's just say you got beat up as a kid, okay? okay. So let's talk more about that instead of the next question, like, well, how long were your white belt? You know, like, yeah. go follow the path of the question. I can come back to it because I have it written down. Right, and then sometimes where you're taking me." is way more interesting than what I had written down anyway. So it doesn't matter if I get to that.
0: Yeah. I always look at that as, as conducting an interview and just hosting a conversation. Yeah, because that's a good.
1: That's a good way to to differentiate it for sure.
0: That's how I look at it in my mind. Because if I'm just hosting a conversation, whatever naturally develops, we can just go that route. Yeah. So I'm always I'm always open to if there's a tangent that comes up or something pops in your mind and you want to say it, like do that. Yeah. Go there. Sure. That, that's cool too. Because to your point, they may take you down a way cooler path than maybe you had even intended just with your questions.
1: Yeah. So let me answer your question. So <laughs> you were talking about why am I in corners? So MMA is basically three things, right? It's striking, it's wrestling and it's jiu Yeah. You know, and it's you know there's kickboxing, Muay Thai, all those kind of things. There's submission grappling and there's grappling. There's offensive and defensive jiu There's jujitsu off the bottom and the top, but in in super broad categories, that's what it is. Yeah. And I think even people that hate wrestling uh understand that wrestling can determine where the fight goes.
0: 100%. Right? Yeah.
1: So if I'm better than you at wrestling and you're longer than me, then I'm not going to stand out there and strike with you. Right. I'm going to get to you and take you down and you'll have to beat me with your jujitsu. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, once I learned your wrestling background, it all makes sense. Yeah. It, it all makes total sense because I always look at, at there's there's like these different languages in, in the world and most of them are spoken, but there's, there's like this language to movement, like movement is a language the way I look at it. And, and most people think about movement usually in regards to the kind of the first like sport or thing that they play. And then they kind of, for me, it's wrestling. So the first like movement actual language I learned was, was wrestling. So whenever I started doing jujitsu or even with striking, I always, re, I always relayed that back yes. to the original principle that I learned into wrestling. And then that's how it all makes sense. So to have that understanding applies everywhere.
1: Yeah, so I started out in jiu-jitsu just coaching guys, like teaching wrestling at a jiu-jitsu gym. Okay. And then, you know, I was friends with some of the coaches, and they'd ask me, and, you know, I was trying to help them make money, and I didn't charge them, and just, you know, people knew our last name, so people would come because of that. And, you know, so it worked out good for, it worked out good for them, and I enjoyed coaching, so it was fine. Uh, you know, wrestling saved my life in a lot of ways, and if you want to talk about that, yeah. we can. But um, And then the guys were like, you should probably practice with this because some of the things you're teaching doesn't really work in jiu because we can do this to you. And so I said, okay, that, that makes sense, right? Like be coachable even if you're the coach, right? Right. And then my dad's got an extensive martial arts background, so he gave me a couple of gis, uh, you know, so I started doing gi. Uh, quick sidebar, I remember the first time I did gi, I did gi with a purple belt.
0: How'd that go for you? Well,
1: it's really funny. I was at Rodrigo's gym. Okay. And uh, the guy was fighting a guy who was a wrestler coming up. Like, there was a fight.
0: Okay. They were training for a and fight. And
1: so they were like, well, will you go with him? I'm like, I don't even know how to keep score. Like, you know, like, and the guy goes, if I don't break your arm or break your neck or make you tap, you win. Okay. Which I thought was like kind of a rude way to say it, right? Like, you could just say if I don't submit you or tap you. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like you know, I'm here to help you. You don't need to try to injure me, Right. Right. We went for, like, 20 minutes, and he probably, in hindsight, scored 30 points, you know, but I didn't know how to keep score. Right. He never got on top of
0: me. That's awesome. Well, like... A win's a win, bro. You got to take your well, win. Well, no, no. Those can. guys
1: were all laughing at him afterwards, and I was, you know... Yeah. And they said, how'd you know how to get out of this and that? And one of my friends calls it Spidey Sense. Like, when you've wrestled a long time, mm-hmm. you can feel stuff coming. Right. You know? Yeah. Like... One of the basic tenets of jiu-jitsu when you're on top is two arms in or two arms out. Mm-hmm. Like almost all the bad stuff happens with one arm in.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, one arm in, one arm out. One yeah.
1: arm, right? And that's what you guys are always trying to do from the bottom, right? Like push, pull, get me to push, pull, react, and then now all of a sudden I'm in something. Right. Right? Or yeah. sometimes if you pull, just go with it. Yeah. And then the guy doesn't know what to do. That's, if you're that's a, a
0: hard sp- concept to learn.
1: Yeah, I guess, like, <laughs> I was like you a- just always known No, I was just a blank slate, you okay. know, like, um, like I play golf, okay? I'm no good, but I play.
0: It's a fun sport. It's a
1: fun sport, but when I first learned to play golf, I held the the club like a baseball bat, which mm-hmm. is the wrong way to hold it. You are know, supposed to hold the interlock or over, interlock or overlap, okay? Yeah. So, when I went from this to this, I got a lot worse before I got better. Mm-hmm. If somebody had just started me here, I would have started worse, but just- there wouldn't have been a up and down. There just would have been a progressive up. Okay. So with wrestling, for me jiu jujitsu, I had a coach that didn't even teach me the two in, two out. And I said to him one day, I go, Should- "Shouldn't you just like basically, if I don't get both one in and one out, I'm okay, right?" And like, it was like it dawned on him. And I'm like, "You're supposed to be the teacher, right?" Yeah.
0: You know. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, it, in hindsight, the guy didn't know nearly as much as he acted like he did. Yeah, you see a lot of that. Yeah, in a lot of it. A lot of that in martial arts,
0: unfortunately. Yeah.
1: So, anyway, I was coaching these guys, and they are like, Coach, you should fight in this tournament. And I'm like, yeah, right. They're like, no, at least you should fight in the world. And I'm like, yeah, right. You know, and I'm yeah. like, I just learned how to tie my gi right last week. You yeah. Know? You know, and they're like, no, they got age groups, and they got belts, and they got weight classes. Mm-hmm. And so I took the rules – and I took him to my dad. And off air, he said you said you did a little bit of research about my pop.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, he has, he's a black and red belt, eighth degree, right? And you say, and he's a red belt. A so red once belt. you, yeah. Stri- so
1: people that know Jiu Jitsu, they're stripes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, a, like you're a brown belt, right? Right. And are you, are you striped
0: yet? Yeah, three stripes. Three yet.
1: stripes. So you're better than any, you, you know, basically, you're just one more stripe and then you're a black belt. Correct. Right. So first of all, congratulations. That's That's amazing. Thanks. Um, But you're better than a no-stripe brown belt. In theory. Well, you're better than you were when you were a no-stripe brown belt. Yes, absolutely. Let's say that. That, Yeah, that's true. Okay, so at black belt, it doesn't stop. You get stripes, continue to get stripes, and then when you get eight stripes, it turns into a red and white belt. So he's an an eight. He's actually ten in a couple of them, but he's at least eight. In karate, judo, Shotokan, and Japanese jiu-jitsu. Okay. And Japanese jiu-jitsu is really a more... uh, brutal form of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
0: Because it, it migrated from Japan to Brazil. What people don't realize is that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was originally going to be called Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, but they called it Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because it was more marketable.
1: 100%. Yeah. But yeah, they they took it from the Japanese right. and tweaked it. Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: So, yeah. So you so you grew up around martial arts your entire life.
1: I did. Like the whole statement, my dad can beat up your dad is interesting <laughs> okay. yeah, for most of the time. So. But I also grew up around that culture and around that mindset, like uh, martial arts over self-defense. Like, I know when jiu-jitsu first came here, there were a lot of guys just walking around beating up guys in bars. Yeah. I mean, like, I know one time I went out of town, and I left a guy on my pass list at a bar. And he and his buddy beat up three guys because they were talking to a—the guy was on a date with a girl that he liked. Oh, shit. And I'm like, I said, I'm done. I said I'm done. Like that's not why you train and that's you don't get to put my name on it, like
0: Yeah. Yeah, that tough guy stuff.
1: If you're a tough guy, like if I think I'm better at Jiu Jitsu, let's you and me we'll go in the gym, we'll have rules, and we'll see who's better.
0: You know, I've always wondered how people get into bar fights. Like I understand it can happen. However, I I'm just a big believer of energy and like the energy that you put out is kind of what get returned to you, and I've never been at a bar to where I've had a guy just approach me who wanted to fight me. I've just never had it happen. I got out of one Saturday night. You got out of one? Like someone was trying to pick one with you? We were in a VIP
1: booth, and these two guys wouldn't leave. Okay. And we we're i just like, hey man, you know, would you guys mind leaving? And the guy's like, why? And I'm like, well, because it's our space. Yeah. And he's like, bro, we work here. I said, well, if you work here, then you shouldn't be in our booth. He's like, well, we're off. I go, well, then you you can go hang out with wherever your friends are. Yeah. He's like, we're not bothering you. I go, I did. And I finally just called the guy who's the manager who's a buddy of mine. Yeah. And those guys just ran like little turds, but I'm like, yeah, you know, and I was with a bunch of guys at Russell. And so they were like, coach, mess him up. I'm like, you know, my explanation's always been this. Like, uh, if I get in a fight, I have to be able to justify it to my mom and dad.
0: That's a good way to rationalize it. Well,
1: especially with my dad, with his background. like uh,
0: He have strict rules on... on
1: fighting for self-defense. Okay. Right? I mean, really, in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Like, And you take what you have to verbally to yeah. avoid it. Ideally,
0: and, you don't fight, right? Me? No, yeah. Just ideally, we don't get in the fight. But oh. If, but if it comes... Oh, yeah. Ideally, you, we don't fight. Yeah. Right. But if it comes, you need to be ready.
1: Well, like... So Mike Rogers is one of your guys, right? Yeah. Like, I love Mike. He coached with the, you know, and one of the good, good people in jiu-jitsu and MMA. And uh when I got, I'm divorced, when I got married 100 years ago on the bachelor party, we were downtown, and some guys tried to start a fight with us, and three of these guys did, like, synchronized swimming. They all rear naked. All of my guys rear nakeded these dudes, like, all at the same time. It was crazy. <laughs> and... uh when we left like the cops know my name because my mom teaches them okay okay and they're like get out of here we before we got to put your name in a report so the next day i call my dad tell him what happened he's like did you touch anybody i'm like no he's like did um was there any excessive i'm like no they just choked him out put him down they didn't even drop him on the pavement they put him down which
0: is a nice thing to do right
1: i said nobody hit him afterwards yeah you know we just left and he goes, okay, and I'm like, hey, if you don't mind, would you tell? My, and then you just put my mom on the phone. So it was that was the you get to a certain age where you don't want to disappoint your parents. Like, yeah. you'd rather they be mad at you than disappointed. disappointed. Yeah, so, so yeah, so I didn't, I you know, I, you avoid fights when you can, but at the same time, like if you're with somebody, yeah, you know, like if you're on a date, that's
0: different, right? I mean, so. You, it def- there's situations where you have to stand your ground for sure. And then the, I think that example you gave me, I, w- I would hope those guys wouldn't try to fight you over that. But if it did, I mean, it's I do not It's not like you're causing the situation in that instance, I don't think.
1: I 100% didn't cause it. Right. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, like 100% because – they're like, well, you're not, we had two booths, right? right. We're all hanging out. He goes, they are not even here. I go, yeah. if you are not using your living room, that doesn't mean I can just walk in and hang out Exactly, there. exactly. It's my space, right?
0: I've been out with somebody before, and, and for whatever reason, he might have said something or bumped into the guy or something, but then the dude wanted to fucking fight him, and I couldn't understand why it was happening to that guy. I've never had yeah, that. Yeah, th- that happens a lot, right? Like, yeah.
1: I remember one fight I got because a guy wouldn't stop grabbing my ex-wife's. Uh, rear end. Oh, shit. You know,
0: and... These guys. These fucking guys. Well, I was
1: just like... We were in suits, you know, and so, like, I don't think he thought... And I don't look scary.
0: Do you have cauliflower
1: ear? A little bit.
0: Okay. I didn't really get it. I don't know if it's just because... I I was pretty good about wearing headgear, but I've been doing jiu-jitsu for almost 12 years now, and I still don't have it. But jiu-jitsu's
1: not... An impact sport.
0: But I fought for a long time too. And I did, then s- you got lucky. Still did a lot of wrestling. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I fought for a decade. So I mean,
1: I've had it drained three times, so I don't. That's like okay. I've got it four times and drained. it So it, it three. did
0: actually swell up on you, and you yeah. had to drain it. And you did. I, I never had. I have a piece of my ear that's a little hard, but you can't even tell. It's really weird. I can't get any uglier, so I got to <laughs> get it, so, You know. But normally, that's the first sign, right? I mean. The yeah, ear. the ear. Yeah. People can see the ear, and they know. Yeah, like so.
1: Couture's a good buddy of mine. He's got the legendary ears, you know. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Those gnarly so. ears. Yeah. You
0: hang out with a lot of wrestlers. Me? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of jujitsu guys, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of wrestlers, you know, with the podcast and traveling and doing the play-by-play. Yeah. A lot of wrestling people. So people should just they
0: should just be able to tell what <laughs>
1: they. But don't. you know the funny thing is like. uh. Like the Nationals were here in March, right? Is it? Is this,
0: yeah. Is this one of the best cities for Nationals? I hear that people really love coming to St. Louis for Nationals because well, it's easy. Like it you, is. Like you can get off the plane and you can hop right on the Amtrak and go downtown. Do people like I, that? I think
1: that's it. But I think it's also like, okay, we're all going to meet at XYZ spot in between rounds, right? Okay. Like, you know, you've been there six times, right? Yeah. Like when we coach junior college. When it was at the same place, we knew where to get groceries. You knew where to get our workout in. You, you know, like people like
0: routine, and right? People like that about the city.
1: Well, you know, like if next year the Nationals are in Detroit, I don't know where we're going in between rounds. I have never been there. Oh, really? Yeah. So at least not at that new arena. Okay. You know, like I've been to Detroit, but not at that arena, and not for four days.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, man.
1: it's okay. But I'm saying so. St. Louis is good, but we were down there, and uh, yeah. we were down at in Sular. In between rounds, like at the end of the session, and I was with Michael Pixley. Um, I don't know if you know Michael, but he trains out of Heese. Okay. Uh, he's ranked number two in the world in blue belt right now. He's very, very good. He's yeah. a great, great wrestler.
0: I was trying to picture his face. I know his name. Yeah, real um, good kid. Yeah, a good
1: kid. You know, great guy. And uh, I kind of, I kind of nudged him towards jujitsu. Like he trained with me a couple times, and then I sent him over to Heath because he was just
0: getting too good. It's a good place to go.
1: Yeah, and uh, well, I'm friends with Alejandro and those guys, and I knew yep. he would take good care of I them. I
0: was just there yesterday. I'm going actually up today, too. Yeah,
1: well, so you'll meet Michael. He's yeah. over, he basically lives over there now. Um, but I was with him, one of his buddies, and three of my wrestling coaching buddies. And we're standing, and you know, somebody bumps into somebody, and yeah. my buddy's drink spills on the other guy. My buddy's like, hey, man, sorry, let me get you another drink, even though it wasn't his fault, right? And these guys went to fight. And I just said to the guy, I go, you don't want to fight. Oh, man. I just said to him, I go, you don't want to fight. And he's like, wait, you're going to do something about it? I go, I'm not going to have to do anything about it. Yeah. I said, I'm just telling you, you don't want to fight.
0: Yeah. The average person is just way too overconfident, bro. Well,
1: I think the average person can't fight. I actually think they're not confident. I think they don't have an outlet for it, right? Like you go to jujitsu for an hour or two, or spar for an hour or two, or wrestle for an hour. You ain't trying to fight anymore. Like you're just trying to like sit in an ice bath and yeah, eat eat a steak and watch the All Star game tonight. You know, like yeah. You know, so when you get it out of your system, yeah, these other guys that are crazy like that, they don't fight. Yeah. That's why the guys that are martial artists that are starting fights, they're the worst kind of bad.
0: Well, that's just because I think whenever you're. Whenever you do train these, whether it's wrestling or it's jujitsu or it's muay thai or boxing or any of these these combat sports, you quickly learn and you get feedback that there's always a badder dude out there, and you're not you're not always the baddest. And you learn what does and doesn't work, and you figure out that there are real consequences to your th- to things yeah. not working. And I just think some of these guys they haven't gotten that feedback yet, and they just they they just truly believe their own delusion. That man, well, I'm, gonna, sure. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be able to hit you. I'm gonna knock you out. And ne- meanwhile, their arms are like this big because they've never even sure. lifted a weight or anything like that.
1: Well, and and you have to respect the fact that anybody can get lucky, right? Like when, da- like when David Evans fought the other night. You know, we all felt David was a lot better than that guy. Yeah. But and it turned out he was a lot better than that guy. Right. But you can't walk in with your hands down and chin up, right? Like oh, one hundred percent. So you still have to. You have to train like. You know, it's gonna be hard. I tell all those guys, I go. Mentally prepare that you might get lucky shotted and be goofy for 30 seconds and you're still going to come back and win the fight. Then if that doesn't happen, you're good. Like if somebody goes, oh, you're going to knock him out in 15 seconds and now you're two minutes in the fight and you haven't knocked him out, instead of – like let's say you're winning the round, right? Yeah. Instead of feeling good about that, you feel bad about that. And when you feel bad about that, it's like your energy bar goes down, right? Right. So – I think, and we're just jumping around, but I think that's another reason why guys like me in their corner.
0: Because of the mindset piece.
1: Well, I've coached state champions. I've coached national champions. I've coached world champions. Yeah. I won state. I won nationals. I won worlds. Yeah. And so there's a credibility there, right? 100%. Right? I mean, like, you're better at jujitsu than me, for sure. Okay? But if you went to a tournament, okay, and you're fighting a wrestler, and I'm like, he's trying to do this. You got to do this. You'd probably listen. Right. Even though I'm better than you or you're better than me excuse me at jiu Jitsu.
0: Well, the proof is in the pudding, dude. like you're a phenomenal coach. I think you sell yourself you're like a little too modest with with what you're like what you've done and how good you are just because you are exposed to so many high level, like you said like that next level. But well,
1: it's better for somebody else to t- talk about how good you are than you talk about how that's true. good Yourself is Trying right. Try to
0: keep that that humble aspect, right? Well, like
1: Mike Rogers is that way, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know, like, and you guys all love Mike. Wants,
0: nobody wants to be that arrogant asshole who's just. Well, one of the things horn.
1: most endearing about Mike is his humility.
0: Yeah, right. I mean,
1: man I just saw him yesterday. He's helping me run my next charity event, and you know, if you saw Mike, you would not think he's a fight could fight right yeah like he doesn't act like that his tone of voice isn't like that his mannerisms are not like that yeah his uh his behavior and you know so he conducts himself like a martial artist so i'd i'd rather be the guy right that you know isn't pounding his chest yeah and somebody else like somebody like you comes and goes that's a that's a good dude yeah because that's what i'm
0: here for yeah right (laughs) but then the other way
1: around right so yeah i mean but that's those things have helped in credibility in terms of coaching, in terms of podcasting, in terms of doing play by play. Like, uh, I had a lot of college coaches hitting me up during the Olympic trials, like while I'm on the air, like great job explaining things the right way, you know, telling the audience what we would be telling our guys in the corner. Right. And those are the biggest compliments, you know, like, like you're, you're belted above me and you work harder at jujitsu than me. So I, I have no problem saying you're better than me. But if I go coach you, and you win a fight or you win a tournament and you're like, coach, it really helped you being in the corner. Yeah. That's for you to say. That's not for me to say, right? That's not for me to say. Yeah. If maybe you just stroked everybody and all I did was make sure you didn't lose your backpack, right? <laughs> you know, and sometimes that happens too, right? Or, hey, I actually didn't need you today, but all the stuff we worked on in the room was the difference. Yeah. I, Like you said, the proof is in the pudding, right? Like if guys ask you to be in their corner. Yeah. Then,
0: yeah, well, all I know is from throughout the years of just being in the fight game, and you've been there too, mm-hmm. I've seen you in a number of corners, and you've obviously have coached at every level from from, I would imagine you've coached at high school all the way up to the world level, right? So Yeah,
1: and and most of the guys won. Right? Yeah, so that's, but, a, that's but an amazing I, thing. I also think that that's uh, – I think – you know, like David and David Evans and I started a relationship, you know, sort of professionally coaching a couple of years ago. And he said, uh, Coach, I think you'd be good to coach me. I think you'd be good. You could help me. And I said, maybe. You know, I, I knew David, you know. And, I, you know, I like David a lot. I like David as a person a lot. And I said, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, I have to like you. That makes sense. Um, I have to believe that if I ask you to do something and it's reasonable that you'll do it. So, uh, like, I'm sure you're very skilled, Let you, you're in shape. Let's say you were out of shape. I'm like, Adam, you want to win the Brown Belt world. You gotta, you gotta go do road work. Yeah. Okay. If like, you know, if I'm taking my time and investing it and you won't run. Okay. Well then you don't really want to win. You just want to talk about winning. Right. Okay. And so, you know, Dave and I had that conversation and I said, and David, you wrestled a different style than me. You're more athletic you're more explosive. Uh, I can coach that. I've coached a ton of guys that way. But you also need to be comfortable with how I coach. And so we just did a couple sessions together, and we got along great. And uh, David, you know, we we're, we get along. Like, we watch the fights together Saturday night, me, him, and Jeff Brock. Like, just hung out. Like, yeah. there's no coaching. Like, nobody's above
0: you're, anybody. We're just you're just friends hanging out. Just hang
1: Exactly. You know, those guys help me feel younger. You know, like, it's cool <laughs> they let me hang out with them, right? So... You know, but like Mario Millsap, I don't know if you know Mario.
0: Um, I don't know if I know Mario. No. But he's a purple belt. I do know Mario. Is he train at Watson's? Yeah. Yes, Mario's a great dude. Mario's awesome, one yes. of my best
1: friends. And uh, he trained with David a lot in jiu-jitsu and helped him get a lot better. And, you know, they're friends. You know, they're friends because of that because they wouldn't have met. Right. You know, I think you probably have a lot of friends because of wrestling and jiu-jitsu. 100%. And same with me. Yeah. You know, like... Um, like we're coach I think I told you when I walked in when I'm going to Coach Fargo this weekend and you know, like there's twenty four people I'm supposed to have lunch with in nine days, you know. Like <laughs> How do you do it all, man? Well, but I'm saying they're all from different states. It's just yeah. over the years you've met people and right. you know, you've done a good thing and you know, you've you've treated people the right way
0: and yeah. Things like that. I love I love for, so, for me, I always said one of the things I love the most about jujitsu is the community aspect. But that really applies across, I mean, combat sports in, in general. I feel, I went, we just at the fight at, at the Shamrock show, there's so many familiar faces. And it was just so mm-hmm. cool to see everybody. I bet it's the same thing when you go to these wrestling get togethers.
1: They are, but wrestling and MMA are super different. So, like, wrestling, th- this is why I tell people why wrestling wrestlers do so well in MMA besides the skill set. In wrestling, like Fargo's the high school nationals, okay? Okay. And you, you wrestled you wrestled in high school?
0: Yeah. Where'd you wrestle? I wrestled for, at Jeff City High School. Okay.
1: So they hold a state tournament. Right. So you don't get to say, well, I won the Jefferson City Open or I won the Eureka Quad or the After... You know, it's like, it's super simple. How'd you do at state?
0: Right. Right? Yeah. It's super simple. Very simple. And
1: there's no age groups. It's What it is? 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade combined. Yeah. You were in big schools, class four. Yeah. Okay? So there's like 60 guys that start the year. Yeah. You took somewhere between first and 60th, okay? Yeah. Right. And there's no explanations. Yeah. Right? Like if you go, D- how'd you do? I go, I won. I don't have to explain anything. Yeah. How'd you do? I didn't win. Okay. Right. Then you weren't the best guy. Right. Doesn't matter if you were lo- winning 14 or nothing and the guy pinned you. Yeah. You lost. You lost. Jiu-jitsu or MMA. MMA. I could be 10-0 and 0 in MMA right now. Doesn't mean I'm any good. Right. It just means we found 10 guys that were worse than me. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can't go 4-0 and 0 in the state tournament and not be good. That's true. Because it's a funnel. Mm-hmm. So there's so much false uh, confidence. or so much false uh, braggadocio. In MMA, that in anybody that's honest that wrestled and did MMA will tell you wrestling training's harder. Oh, it's so much. It's just it's so much harder.
0: It's just a constant grind every day. Well, because you can't
1: fight live every day. Like you, we can't go in and you kick me as hard as you can and I punch you as hard as I can. Right. Like nobody. But wrestling, there's there's
0: easy days in fighting. There's hard cardio days. Yeah. But
1: the, the grind's. You know, if you're good on top, I might not get out for 45 minutes in wrestling, and that's just how it is. Yeah. So, wrestling, there's this big pond, and you jump in it, and then it's real clear how good you are. Yeah. In MMA, they give you this little pond, okay? Yeah. You just got to be the best out of these two guys, and then a new guy, and then a new guy, and then a new guy, and then a new guy. Yeah. Because record matters so much in MMA. Like, right. You could be six and five, and, and I know these guys are different weight classes, but you could have lost to GSP habib right michael bisbing Anderson silva right. and john jones and i could be 11 and 0 and i could have fought the seven dwarfs and the three stooges and people will think i'm better right and that's not true right it's that, not true
0: right that is yeah what you said is very true just now
1: so like in wrestling when we coached junior college we would wrestle all four-year schools the whole year we didn't wrestle any junior colleges Mm. We, we avoided junior colleges as much as we could because one it helped our guys get recruited mm-hmm. and two I'm like Adam you just lost that guy it doesn't matter you're never going to wrestle that guy again to win nationals but let's go watch the film and get better right and so we would have guys win nationals that were like 27 and 9 and they'd be they'd beat somebody by 12 points that was 31 and 1
0: But they wrestled a bunch of bums. Right, because they're they're just wrestling better competition. Yeah. Well, your guys are.
1: Yeah. So that's this MMA thing. Like, because, like, people go, how good is, okay, like, who are the really good guys coming out of St. Louis right now? David Evans?
0: Yeah, from a fighting perspective. Evan Elder? I wish I knew it more, but. But, I mean,
1: Evan Elder? Yeah. Like, Sean Woodson's in the UFC right now? Sean Woodson's
0: in the UFC right now. But, like,
1: David and Evan are guys I've worked with, right? Yeah. So people say, how good are they? And I'm like. You know, like, is David ready to fight, you know, Volkanovski?
0: No. Probably not. <laughs> no.
1: But could David fight in the UFC right now? Yeah. Probably.
0: Yeah. Right? I think so.
1: Right. Or, but does it make more sense for him to go to PFL, you know? Yeah. But again, like, if he has to fight Bubba Jenkins, that's a bad matchup for him.
0: He could even do well in Bellator. We got, right. We got Julius in Bellator. Sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, it's so different because, like, in wrestling, when you... Wrestle in a tournament. The, the only things that matter to win in wrestling are tournaments, right? Yeah. State, nationals, etc. Right. Mm-hmm. You just, if you're my coach, you're just helping. You just, David. Well, let's just get better. In a fight, it's David. Here's how you're going to beat Evan Elder.
0: You have to win because
1: it's just one fight at a time, and the camp is all about. Okay, Evan Elder's a right. You know, he's a uh, orthodox. And uh, he likes to strike. He's, he doesn't love jiu He likes to be on top. So we we got to stop the takedown. You know, like when Evan fought CJ, okay? Yeah. I found out I was cornering him 35 minutes before the fight. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was a compliment. And I texted Mike because me and Mike are friends, and I'm friends with CJ. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey, he doesn't know. He doesn't have his third corner. He doesn't even know if Dustin's going to get off the microphone in time. So he asked me to walk with him. Okay. Okay, so I I take no credit for Evan. I used to coach him a long time ago, and helped him get to Florida. Okay, but Evan, Evan's like my little brother. He's just a good kid. He's gonna be good. Yeah, you know. But he, he didn't win or lose because I was in the corner. But Eric Steinberg was his, his was his main corner guy, and I said I'm not gonna say anything unless you ask me to. Okay. I said I will say something to you. So you're the voice he's used to hearing. Right. I said, and if just ignore me, unless you think I'm saying something smart.
0: Dude, you're very methodical with your approach. And
1: But what he said was, if it hits the ground, okay, and CJ's got him at submissions, that's why Evan wants you here because he knows you, you know how to defend submissions as a wrestler. So he goes, so
0: don't yell it to me, yell it to him. Okay. So
1: I think I yelled for 20 seconds of the fight.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, Evan looked great that fight. Yeah. He looked great. CJ did too. Yeah, man, he, CJ didn't have nearly as good as head movement. It's just Evan was moving really well. He went high, low, high, just mixed up to the head, to the body. I was I got to commentate for that fight. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, Evan looked great that fight.
1: Yeah, and, you know, when you're you're on the 50-yard line,
0: so to speak, and you're friends with both of them, yeah. you're able to see it a lot more rationally, a lot more objectively, right? Yeah, because CJ, for the listeners, CJ's a training partner of mine. He trains at St. Charles MMA, Yeah. And I roll with him on a regular he's a He's a vet, dude. He's been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah. It was and, a, and
1: that was a style fight, right? Like, if they fight 12 minutes on the ground, CJ probably wins that fight. On the ground. Yeah, Right. right. I mean, if he can get it down there. Right. Um, but see, that's, again, where sort of the wrestling dictated it, right? Like, CJ's wrestling wasn't good enough to
0: get it to the ground. Right. That's why wrestling is probably the the best base for fighting. You just see that time and time again. Because to your point, you can dictate where the fight goes.
1: Well, the other agreed. The other thing is this, and this will probably tick some people off, but I'll stand by it. Wrestling's the hardest of the three things to get really good at. Yes. So, and if you're really good at wrestling, you'll probably be okay at jujitsu right away. Yeah. And if you're really good at jujitsu, you're still going to get your ass kicked in wrestling. Yeah. Because your habits are to go to your back in certain positions, and then right. the fight, the match is over.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and I always say it's easier to teach a wrestler how to strike than a striker how to wrestle. So. Gills goes back to the same point the rest is the best well, base. yeah
1: like okay so like michael johnson jason high zach cummings deron Wynn, jamel jones those are just those are five of the guys that wrestled for us okay that are fighting now in mm-hmm. mma
0: yep. ufc i wrestled deron in high school sorry about that yeah <laughs> yeah we were, he, he was he was the one seed and i was the two we met in the semis should have met in the finals if you're one and two they don't seed like that
1: Oh, you weren't seated. You were, we were ranked. I'm se- oh, sorry. Ranked. I was number okay. one. Yeah, ranked. number two gotcha. ranked. Yeah, gotcha. sorry. At state? Yeah.
0: Oh, which year? Um, I graduated in 06. So, okay. yeah, this is yeah. my senior, his junior year. Yeah.
1: So, but all those guys, like one of the things Zach was telling me, which is really smart, he goes, what's great about wrestling is when a guy shoots, you don't drop your hands. He goes, when they fake a shot, a lot of times what they want you to do is drop your hands to defend, Yeah. and then they come with that overhand, left wrong. or right, depending on which handed they are. Mm-hmm. He goes, wrestlers, he goes, we know how to defend the shot with our hips. Mm-hmm. He goes, so we don't get clipped. Yeah. And so, you know, like in wrestling, there's lines of defense, head, hands, arms, hips, tricks. And so, if you're good at lines four and five, you, can, you don't have to use... One two three, Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing too. Like people go, he was a great wrestler. Like I've coached a lot of guys, and they stopped wrestling, or they would wrestle in an MMA gym. I'm like, you got to go wrestle. Yeah, like you go to a high school or college and wrestle.
0: There's a difference.
1: Well, like if I walked into your gym right now, I would be one of the better wrestlers for sure. Yeah, I mean I'm 100 years old, but I'd still be one of the best wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Okay, but if I send you to a college room you're gonna get killed you can get killed when you wrestle, like that's because they're a bunch of twenty two year old savages, and that's just, all they do,
0: yeah, they're just fucking just full of testosterone and just wanna, but to they be- also know how to wrestle, right, and they want to hurt people, yeah they would probably
1: like training with a
0: guy like you because afterwards you could show him nine different ways to choke a guy out and there are guys yeah. like that
1: so i don't they wouldn't try to hurt you but yeah. you wouldn't lose you would yeah. lose by and a
0: lot whenever i say that i've just noticed like i'm 33 now and i just noticed a different in my mind like a difference in my mindset from whenever i was in my early 20s there's just this drive to dominate that's just a little bit different than i have today and there's just something about that when you're younger i think and you can correct me if i'm
1: wrong i think you're probably more self-assured now so I think when you get right. older, you're more self-assured. So you don't have to win this go right. to feel good about yourself as a man. Yes. Or to know how good you are at jujitsu, Right. Or to know if you could defend your wife or girlfriend yeah. or your mom or, or sister.
0: Yeah, I'm not looking for validation from right. this Right, but, but when you're, you're younger, right.
1: and especially if you haven't won a lot, you're like, I'm going to beat this guy up in the bar so I can feel good about myself when I go home. Yeah. I was lucky because I won nationals before I could drive, so I never had that.
0: Yeah, but that's what drove you – to win nationals though. Like that's the driver even amongst the greats. Like it's there's that external validation that feels so good to know that you're the fucking man and you and you want to keep winning. And that's what makes people great. I think a lot of the reasons why I wrestled though was cuz I dealt with a lot of racist stuff when I was young. That was your driver?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, I think uh it's very interesting, right? At a certain age you just want to be like everybody else, right? Yeah. Like, yeah you like you just don't w- want to stick out. You don't want to get made, in. you just want to fit in, right? Yeah. And then you get to a certain age and you don't want to be like everybody else. Like, like, you know, now everybody on TikTok and social, I'm different than you. You're different than, you know, like. Yeah. And, you know, kids can be really mean, right? Yeah, kids are assholes, dude. I think kids can be mean if they're parented the wrong way, right? You know, like Mm -hmm. if you're parented the right way.
0: You, hopefully you're a little more compassionate.
1: Well we just know like that's not acceptable behavior, right right? I can't hate you because you have red hair. yeah, like that's I can't hate okay. you because you're African American, right? right? I can hate you because you said something about my mom. Yeah. that's a reason to dislike you, okay? I shouldn't hate you because of your political beliefs like you know, but you you find reasons to get along or not get along right Yeah, so you know my dad was really good about not pushing us to wrestle, and I really didn't wrestle till the seventh grade. And then I just – but I was around it all the time.
0: Yes. And so, like, exposure. we're always
1: rolling around with the college
0: guys and kind of um, – Your dad taught at Merrimack for 30 – or not taught, coached the rest of Ta- Taught in coached. Taught 35 years? Longer. Longer? Like 30
1: – yeah, yeah, like 36, 37, 38, I think. Whew, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: so you just you just grew up in on the mats.
1: Yeah, we would go – we'd just go to the gym, you know. And uh, that was our normal, and but he didn't make us wrestle. I wrestled in one tournament in the fourth grade, and kind of got my teeth kicked in. And he was like, "David, you just didn't train. Like you didn't deserve to win." He's like, "I love you," you know. But that was embarrassing. He was super. He had this perfect line between being cold and being a good dad. He's like, "That was embarrassing." Yeah. And he's like, "That was embarrassing for you," and frankly, it was embarrassing for me. He goes, "So, don't do this if you're not going to train." So I didn't train for three years, and he never treated me any different. When I look back on that, I I deal with helicopter dads all the time. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure if their kids didn't wrestle, they wouldn't (laughs) talk to them the same way. You know, and he didn't treat me any different. And then in the seventh grade, I said, I want to wrestle. He goes, I don't care if you want to wrestle. Do you want to train?
0: That's a big distinction.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I said, yeah. And he goes, how do I know? I go, just you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And if I don't do it, then you don't have to coach me.
0: And that's that's probably where you get it from because like you said, you'll if a guy comes to you, you'll tell them to like you need to get in shape. Are you serious about this? Yeah. The
1: older you get, the more, if you had good parents, the more you become like your father, whether you want to or not. Right. right. You know, I always tell guys when I coach them, I go, "When you're 15, your father's like the stupidest human being in the world.
0: Yeah. And when you're 25, he's brilliant. I'm waiting for that 25 year mark because I had a college professor tell me that, and my son he's about to turn 13. And I swear, dude, we're hitting this point to yeah. where he just wants to challenge everything. I yeah. just, I'm just like, dude, come on now. But
1: but, but you get it, though. Like, you were a kid. Yeah, I understand And, and the it. dad didn't change. You changed. Your perspective of him changed. Right. So you now get, like, okay, yeah, like, when he said that, you know, this is why he said it. Yeah. And my dad was not always the most communicative. I mean, he's full Japanese, so sometimes you just did it because he told you to. <laughs> but... You know, he always had your best interest at heart. And, uh, you know, he underst- – like I said, he just understands body movement so well. Yeah. And so that's helped me be a good coach, I think, because, you know, like he under- – like we coached. so Chris Craig wrestled for uh, us at Merrimack, and he trained jiu with us, and we were at a gym where – he was a white belt. He was like the third, fourth-best guy in the gym. And he, he never won a tournament – but it was always because he was fighting up a weight, up an t- upper belt or two, or down an age group. Okay. You know, because he was little and yeah. he was like 30 something years old, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I just started taking him around to different gyms because he lost to this one guy at the Chicago Open, like six to four, eight to six, or four to two. I can't remember, but it was a two point fight and That's it was good. a bunch of rolling around. Yeah. And uh, the guy got the last sweep, you know, like that kind of thing. And, uh, so we took him to, like, all these different gyms. And what I I said, look, like, you run the gym. I go, I'll teach wrestling for free here if you let my guy roll for a week.
0: Oh, that's cool. You're just yeah. bartering services. Yeah.
1: and But I said, I, I want you guys, when you beat him, to tell him how you're beating him. Yeah. And he rolled with purples and, and basically purples and browns.
0: It's a and good way to get good fast.
1: Well, he kept getting stuck. And finally, we just went. I got a really cool gym in my house. And my dad came over one day. He goes, he's got his toes tucked. Because he kept getting swept. Mm. And I go, what? He goes, he's got his toes tucked. He goes, "Put him put his insteps flat to the mat. Changed everything. (laughs) Just that small little detail. Seven weeks later after he lost to that guy, he beat that same guy 19 to nothing to win the finals. Of
0: the worlds. Wow. That's the importance of a coach, of a trained eye. It was
1: unbelievable. He won, and eight minutes later, Jason High choked a guy unconscious to win his belt and got his brown belt on the mat.
3: Oh
0: wow! And they
1: both had wrestled for me on the same team at Merrimack.
0: That's cool.
1: And then there was a UFC that night, and we were in Long Beach. Like, I don't know
0: how we made it home. It was a great, <laughs> it was a great night, dude. <laughs> you know, dude, you hang out with a lot of winners. You 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 probably have some pretty epic nights.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and you, you just like, I, I I have this phrase like, look, you know, like if if somebody's really good. Mike, look, you know, to the mom or dad, like, you made the meal. We're just the salt and the pepper. You know, like, the kid's the meal. You know, the athlete's the meal. Like, David Evans would be fine if I dropped dead tomorrow. Okay? He'll be fine. David's going to be fine. Hopefully, he'll be better with me in his life. Yeah. But I'm not that important. And when you you value yourself properly Mm -hmm. is when guys listen to you. Like, if I'm out there posting – like just hugging david's you know what like riding his tails right he knows i'm doing it for the wrong reasons right if i'm like david i don't even know how to share your post on instagram can you teach me how (laughs) you know like that's like okay i'm like is it cool if i share this like yeah coach i want you to i'm like okay show me how yeah and and, you know that's different right
0: yeah yeah i mean you don't There's a fine line between having a healthy, like, understanding and, like, respect for yourself and then, like, being this out-of-control, like, egomaniac who needs all this validation, right? And nobody wants that guy.
1: I know how smart I am. Yeah. I know how good of a coach I am. I do. Yeah. I just don't think if I have to tell you about it, I probably just need to go do more. Yeah. Right? I need to do so much. I like that that philosophy. Yeah, I just need to go do more. And then you're like, damn, that guy's good, right? Yeah. You know, like Randy Couture. Randy Couture, when nobody has to,
0: nobody has to tell him.
1: Yeah, like uh, he met some of my friends a couple months ago, and he goes, "Hi, I'm Randy." That's all he said. You know, like yeah, and those are the best. And and three of the wives had no
0: idea who he was. Yeah,
1: one of them knew him from the Expendables.
0: (laughs) You know. Yeah, but man, that's that's the that's the thing though. The the more I'm I'm kind of meeting people through podcasting Mm and just it, it puts things in perspective of, you know, there can be somebody who's massive in this, this space, of whatever it is. Like, for example, I just took my family on this road trip, and I came across this artist on the radio who I've never heard before, but then I looked her up, and she has probably three or four million followers. So she, and She's she, good. She has a lot of followers. And she's probably talented. Exactly. But that's three or four million in the grand scheme of the world – there's still a whole bunch of people who don't even know you, even, even in America. She, even
1: if she had 100 million, if she just acts like I'm just me, right? Right. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, it, that's my point. I mean, you can you can even be a big person in, in wrestling or like Randy Couture in, in yeah. all these different spaces. It, you still just act like a human because, one, there's probably somebody who doesn't know you, and two, I mean, we're all just people. Well, at the end of
1: the day, we all eventually are accountable to a higher being, right? Yeah. And so that person that entity doesn't care how many twitter followers you have 100 percent. so you know whatever and everybody believes i think if you believe in some version of that yeah that should keep you humble right yeah. but you know it's super easy for a guy like me to be humble when i'm having talks with Randy Couture, right because like there's levels to the game dude it, it puts it in perspective so you know like um you know, the only thing I'm better at, at Randy, is I have a bigger copper mug collection than he does. <laughs> I, do, I do have
2: that. A copper mug
0: collection. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Dude, how did wrestling save your life?
1: Uh, well, I just we I got picked on a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jap, Chink, Eskimo kid, and um, that's why I wrestled in the beginning, in the fourth grade, because I just wanted to learn how to fight. Mm. And. Uh, I went to private school all the way to the eighth grade, and my I went to Westminster. Okay. In seventh and eighth grade, I went to Covenant Christian School, but Westminster at the time didn't have a wrestling team, and so I had to beg my parents to go to Kirkwood, which is where we live. And we, my mom, made a deal with me; like she picked my classes. And yeah. I had to get a four or I couldn't. You know. Oh man. Well, like my mom's, both my parents are teachers. Like it was just, you know. Yeah. It was not. Certain things are super hard for me. Like I almost cut my thumb off in shop class, but like I could do calculus. You know, like oh yeah.
0: So there's we all have talent. When you have that, yeah, that help right there. Yeah, honestly. my son has a 4.0 right now, and, I mean, I've helped him through all – he's about to be in eighth grade. But the work he's doing, like for me, I, both my fiancé and I, we have our master's degree. So it's it's not really super hard work. He should be getting a 4.0. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So when you have the help, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. So just like I should have been good at wrestling, right? Like there's certain things you just should have been good at. <laughs> and so um, – but it was – in the seventh and eighth grade, it was all about you're not white and you don't wear eyes out or polo every day. And then I went to Kirkwood, and it was it was so much more of a meritocracy, right? Like, yeah. And, you know, I went from being odd to you're really good at this sport. You know, like, I didn't do great my freshman year. I qualified for state. I won districts. I went, uh, I think, two and two at state. Okay. Made, but I think I made, like, the final eight, you know. But, you know, that's certainly not anything to go walking around bragging about, right? Yeah. I mean, none of it is, but that certainly isn't. Um, but... You know, I was top eight, which in Westminster they would have laughed and said, "Well, you must be gay because you like to roll around with other guys." Yeah. You know, so it got framed differently, right? Yeah. And then after my freshman year, I I went to the 16 and under nationals, and took second in Greco and third in freestyle, and then you know was, you know like ranked one of the top five six freshmen in America in my weight class, and then, you know you you jumps levels, you know, right? Like you just jump levels. I mean. You jumped them fast. I should have cut weight my freshman year. I beat the kid that ended up being the state runner-up at 112, and I didn't cut. Mm. So I was actually – I probably could have won state. Yeah. I just was a sissy. I didn't want to cut weight. <laughs> I mean, real like, I thought I was good enough, which I sh- clearly should have realized because I lost matches during the year. Yeah. That you ever lose to somebody you're like, it's going to take a lot for me to beat that guy? Has yeah. that ever happened to you? hmm Yeah. And there's other guys, like, you. it's a coin flip, right? hmm And you're like, I could beat that guy the next time. I don't even have to really get any better. I just need to fight smarter. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's other guys who are like, something's got to change. Like, something big has to change, or that guy's going to beat me every time. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't realistic about it with myself. Okay. I just, uh, I rationalized why it was okay to eat. Mm. And if I, but I always tell people that my freshman year, I didn't place, and a guy on my team, Greg Warren, Who's a stand-up comedian now. Yeah. I I, I actually started looking him up today. He's pretty funny. He's awesome. He won state that same year. We were on the same team. That's cool. And Greg was really good, but he was just a guy. Like, you know, like he had trouble talking to girls. Like, he he wasn't, like, he was just a guy. He was better at wrestling than me, but he was a guy. Yeah. And when somebody does something, like when I won Jiu-Jitsu Worlds, it helped a bunch of other guys at the gyms I was at win it because they're like, He's not that good. And and I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. When I'm really good, well, let me finish that and we'll go back to this. Mm -hmm. So we're driving home that night from state, and my dad's driving, and I'm in the seat behind him when we're in the rear view, and I just go, Tomorrow. He goes, And I didn't take a day off for 52 weeks. Mm. So I earned it. Like it was paid in full. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't really any good the year I won it. Like my senior year, I would have teched my sophomore year.
0: Yeah, well, that's the progression.
1: Right, but I mean, but the medals look the same.
0: Right, that's true. You know, that's true, but, the, you're, but you're better.
1: The medals look the same. I just, what I got good at my sophomore year was knowing where I wasn't good. Mm. So like if you and me fight in jujitsu, and how long is a brown belt fight now? Eight minutes, nine minutes?
0: Um. So I'm master one, so I think my matches are like six or seven. Minutes. Six,
1: so let's say there's seven. If I can keep that fight on our feet for six minutes and thirty seconds, I can win.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I can get a takedown and just hang on. Yeah. If you get it to the ground in the first thirty seconds, you're Still. gonna win. Yeah. You're gonna win.
0: Yeah. Time's on my side.
1: You're gonna win. Like you're being humble. You're gonna win that fight. You're gonna sweep or submit me, or get three advantages. You know, you're gonna win that fight. So it's can I keep the fight where I'm good?
0: Right. So just being smarter.
1: Just understanding tactics and yeah. understanding. Um, A lot of the things I talk to guys about on podcast is how much do you practice where you're already good and how much do you practice where to get better? Mm. And a lot of the really, really good guys say people don't practice where they're good enough. Oh, really? Yeah, because what happens is, like when Ben Askren got knocked out by Masvidal in three seconds, that was like one of the worst takedown attempts Ben's probably ever done in his life. Yeah. But if he had been back at Mizzou wrestling... Yeah. he That shot wouldn't have happened, and that fight that. wouldn't have happened. But he's coaching. He's still the best guy in his gym. Yeah. And clearly, Ben was a, a way better wrestler than I was, okay? So I'm not like... But just objectively, right? his wrestling w- dropped because he wasn't surrounded with a bunch of wrestlers. Yeah. And like Kendall Cross, who's a good friend of mine, he won the Olympics. He has a super unique style, and he's like... I practiced my style sixty percent of the time. He goes, Forty percent of the time I practice on getting better. He goes, but I had to win where I was good. Yeah. And like you said this earlier and we kinda got away from it, but one of the other reasons why I think I'm a good coach and how I learned jujitsu was I'm good I'm a salesperson, so I'm good at analogies. And so I would tell people like, How is this like wrestling? Or when I'm coaching a jiu jitsu guy in wrestling I'd be like, this is just like a butterfly guard except this. Right. I know enough about jujitsu to be able to draw the analogy. You're able to Yeah, to To tra- connect. Yep. Cause if it's if a butterfly guard is essentially six movements, you know, some version of that. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like this, except this one piece. I don't have to teach you the other five.
0: Right. Yeah. I just need to use the words that are gonna make sense to you. Yeah.
1: So that's where my dad helped me a lot in jujitsu too. Like I'd get stuck in positions. He's like, it's just like this. Yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Like, all right. But w- but then I get stuck here. He goes, yeah, then it's like this. And, you know, you mm-hmm. walk through it. And the first year I went to Worlds, I, it was geese. And I, I don't have a very long wingspan. And uh, I would get stuck on my feet where, like, you're a perfect example. You'd get a hold of my lapel. And, just and now I can't out. shoot. Yeah. And then you'd pull. Okay. So now it's 0 0. And now, if I don't score, you're going to win. Probably, yeah. Like 90% of the time.
0: Yeah. 100% of the time. If if the guy's going on you, he wants to be there.
1: Well, but also, like, they just give it to the guy on the bottom. You think? Well, what. 100 years ago, and I wrestled or fought, that's what happened. Okay. Okay. Might have changed. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, but, and I see more of it now. Like, I watch a lot of with Mario, and it has changed. But back then, yeah. The bottom guy won.
0: It was favored, probably, at that For point. For sure. Yeah. And
1: then if they were from one of the, the Gracie Gyms.
0: Yeah. That, well, if you're Brazilian, it's still. Yeah. It's so, still that, a favor. so, yeah. Was, so this, was
1: this White Boat Worlds? Yeah. White Boat Worlds. And so I said to my dad, like, I get stuck here. And my dad just walks around. Inside, reap, right side. <laughs> so, I had done that a lot in wrestling, and I do it. And I go, "What about this?" He goes, "Then this." And I do it six times. I go, "Okay," and we leave. That was it. <laughs> We're in the finals of worlds. Crazy fight. We end up. I had an advantage. He had an advantage. But he had put he put me in a triangle six seconds in the fight and almost choked me unconscious. So he's gonna win. Like, he should win. I can't even argue. Like, he should win. And we come out of the scramble, we land right here. Okay. Inside, reap right side, win the fight. Nice. And, you know, it's so crazy. Like, I call, I call my mom about first about every important decision in my life. Like, you know, when I was going to get married, you know, when I got my first million-dollar client, you know, I called my dad. And he didn't understand It's like a Little League tournament. In college, you know, they all the finals are at the same time.
0: Right. Jiu-jitsu is like Little League. It just goes. They go. Like your your
1: bracket's done in an hour.
0: Yeah. Maybe faster. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it just depends how big it is, right? Right.
1: And I call him. I'm like, I won. And he's got the whole wrestling teams in his office. And uh, I go, I won. He goes, great. Who you got next? I go, I won. He goes, I know. Who do you fight next? (laughs) And I used a bad word. I go, "I, I bleeping won. I won the whole thing. And, was, you know, he my dad never screamed. He goes crazy. All the guys on <laughs> the team go crazy. Because they had trained with me for, like, the two weeks before, just wrestle with me. Uh-huh. Cause, and they are all younger and, you know, good. Um, but, yeah, so, like, we come back. I fly back the next day. I, yeah, I fly back the next day. And I got to run my friend's bachelor party on Saturday. <laughs> and, like, my dad goes, um, did did your wife film the fight? like oh, yeah. And I he goes, when are you going to watch? I go, I don't know, probably Sunday after, you know. He goes, what time you get in? I'm like ten o'clock. He's like, we'll pick you up. Like I'm at eleven o'clock. I'm sitting there watching. You know, yeah. But it was cool. It was a moment. You know, right? It was a moment.
0: Like it, I probably wouldn't have won without him. Those are special.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You. you
0: yeah. They really are, man. I've been trying to – so I just read this book, um, this Matthew McConaughey book, Green Lights. Um, is it good? Dude, it's pretty It's pretty fucking good. But um, in there, he's there's just one thing that just really stuck with me. I just released a podcast on it talking about being like less impressed and more involved. And essentially, he's just talking about how whether it's a person or just a situation or whatever the thing is in our life, we tend to be so impressed with them that we're not involved and i'm so i'm on the opposite end where i'll i'll be so unimpressed with things that i'll also not be involved with it so just to to take the time and to just appreciate like the people or those moments yeah i'm trying to do way more of that just just to be in it
1: i think that comes with wisdom right like uh like go i'm i'm coaching fargo and i didn't have to go and but my dad's going and he just turned 78 and i'm like how many more years Right. Realistically, it's just going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to lose some money because I'm away from my business, but my dad and I are road tripping together for nine days, you know, and, like, that's how awesome. many people, most people pay it forward, right? Like, you help me and I help them. Yeah. Like, I've been in a very unique situation most of my life to be able to pay it back. Like, I was my dad's assistant coach, you know, like, oh. I can take him to Fargo with me, like, these kind of things, and so... um, you know i had to think about it for like a half a day just like can i move my schedule around and then you know a couple months ago and then we did it and it's going to be awesome that's awesome that is awesome
0: cuz I, I f- you know we've been talking about all this wrestling and i feel like that's such a huge part of your your life but you're yeah. also a financial advisor right yeah yeah you don't even I mean, talk about that ever do you it's just, there's
1: not a lot to talk about right cuz you can't really talk about anybody
0: oh it's just all it's so.
1: all confidential oh okay i mean the the, the main other thing that i do is I run these charity events, these wrestling events. Okay. And uh, we've donated a lot of money to veterans with amputations and PTSD. We're running the next one October 17th out at Lindenwood, Mm -hmm. and we're going to add three BJJ fights. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, if people watch this and they're interested in getting on the card, um, have them reach out to you or to me. You know, and or to Mike Rogers, Mike Rogers is putting the fights together for me,
0: okay. Yeah, Mike just posted something about that.
1: Yeah, so we're uh, we're just trying to match up different gyms, and our our hope well, first of all, we're trying to sell tickets, you know, because all the money goes to a good cause. But I think like wrestling guys appreciate jujitsu, right? Like they might not like all the guard pullers, yeah, but they understand the importance of how jujitsu can neutralize wrestling.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I think jujitsu guys, even if they hate. People that just wrestle their way through a jujitsu tournament respect wrestling. Yes. Okay. Like, you know, even yes, if you're respect. a pure jujitsu guy, you're like, yeah, but those wrestlers are hard to beat. Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, like, I'm still, so I think those people, we think like there's a cool chance for people to watch. And we're also hoping to help the gyms sell some gym memberships. Like the wrestling kids that are there watching. Yeah. Maybe they want to go do jujitsu. They want to go do jujitsu. Like, a lot of those guys would rather listen to you after the fight, after the uh, event than me. Because they know how to do a single leg, a double leg, and a high crotch. They don't know how to do an arm bar, a triangle, and an omoplata. Right. And you can teach that better than I can. Yeah. You know? So, you know, that... Those are situations like... Uh, one of the reasons I got... I And I don't know that I was ever any good at jiu-jitsu. But as good as I got was I would teach like 30 guys wrestling, right? In a jiu-jitsu gym. Mm-hmm. So then when we would spar... Like if I taught if you had no wrestling background, I'm teaching you how to wrestle, and then you just mess me up in jujitsu, you know. Like this, is my Brazilian coach, coach, don't put hands on ground, put hands on body.
0: Yeah, <laughs> coach,
1: two in, two out. You know, and then they show you. Yeah. So I always tell people I had like thirty coaches.
0: Yeah, you just you're slowly. Learning. Well, because
1: I taught them, and now they're all better than me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't start jujitsu till I was like thirty six, so you know your brains, you know how to learn by then. Yeah. Like, you're probably way better at learning now than you were 10 years ago. you way better. Right. So if you start, again, like I said, I started with no, the only bad habits I had was wrestling. hmm Which, clearly, there's some bad habits from wrestling, or habits from wrestling that are bad for jiu-jitsu, right? Right. But there's also a lot of good ones. Oh, yeah,
0: far more good ones.
1: Right. So somebody goes, coach, don't do that, you know, like, and then they go, they would show you a fight. Like, see, this is why... Like, this is where Chael Sonnen lost to Anderson Silva after beating him up for 23 and a half minutes. Right. You know, those kind of things. It's a
0: little too aggressive. Right.
1: But you start to learn this, right? Right. You know, that was helpful. My dad was really helpful. Like, I would complain about the gi, and he finally just said, stop complaining. He goes, you chose to do this. Yeah. These were the rules.
0: You knew it going stop in. Stop
1: complaining. He goes, do it and shut up or don't do it. Yeah. And then... I was talking to Couture about, he, David, it's just upside-down wrestling. And it's so weird. Like, that's I don't know how many words that is. It's like five or six words. But it just changed everything for me. Cause yeah. Like, I was always like a crab rider on top, so I was there a lot anyway. Just mm-hmm. the difference is the guy was facing away instead of towards me. Yep. But where jiu-jitsu makes more sense than wrestling is, if we're in a street fight and you're on top of me, I'm going to face you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. like if this is the ground and you're on top of me, I'm not going to belly down and get hand control.
2: Right, it's not going to work.
1: <laughs> right, so I'm so jujitsu is way more realistic for that. It's also a better martial art to teach women. If anything bad happened to them, because they're not going to take some guy down. Right, they y- need to learn y- how to defend off their off back. Their back, yeah, 100%. yeah, and and out of the guard for obvious reasons, yes. right? Yes. So th- it's a superior martial art in those. Yeah. In those specific situations. Yeah. But once I was like, oh, it's just upside down wrestling and you don't you're not penalized for being on your back. Yeah. You had to sort of reprogram your brain a little bit. Right? Right. But you know, now
0: Yeah. But you found I, success. I mean, you did well in gi and no gi. So Yeah, no
1: gi is really easy for wrestlers. That's just an easy transition. It's right really there. easy. Because yeah. yeah. the submissions are so much harder to get. Right. You know, because that's hand control and Hand fighting in wrestling if you know, is, is pretty easy. Yeah. You know. I was what? just
0: talking to a guy, his uh his name's Tad and okay. uh, I can't think of his last name, he's a pedagogue guy. Okay. But he's he's a wrestler. He's like, Yeah, man, I can just stand there and just hand fight with you for the, yes for five and a half minutes and then take you down for yes. like thirty seconds and win. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a real now, thing. And I'm like, that's no energy for you at all as a wrestler. It was
1: so much harder to pull guard in no too, like from space. Mhm. You know, because usually I mean and obviously it's all an evolution, right? Guys are getting better, women are getting better, but yeah. Um, you know, like before, like if you grab my sleeve, you know, now you can just pull yourself into me, right, get underneath me, and now all of a
0: sudden we're in jujitsu. Right. But I don't have that same grip, Nogi.
1: Well, Nogi, I can there's six different ways for me to roll my wrist out or take it off. Right. You know, like I can just take it off. I can't take you off my wrist, off my sleeve. Right. So it's just a different thing.
0: Yeah, it's a whole lot harder. Yeah,
1: so, you know, I remember when I was fighting the Nogi Worlds, I, I asked permission, and I would wear my jacket when we were going live. I would let the other guy, like I would let you be able to grab me, and I couldn't grab you. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and they, I was the only one training for the tournament. So the guy, And you know how it is. Like if you're training for the Worlds, it's different now because guys from all the gyms have won. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But back then... Remind me to tell you a story about my dad about after I won. But, like, back then, guys hadn't won. So they if they knew they weren't good enough to win, the best next – Hey, I can't win, but I can help Adam win. Mm. So if I say, Adam, do you, you know, if you say, David, can I wear my jacket? Like, yeah, man, cool. Like, and just use the jacket, do whatever. Because, yeah. like, you know, for me, I knew I was going to get the takedown with just dodging submissions and trying to get passes. Right. You know, like I was no – I had no submissions from the top. <laughs> really no submissions from the bottom. I had a couple from the front, you know, like – you know, if I got your back and how to do a rear naked, oh, yeah, 100%. I had a good front headlock. You know, straight choke. Yeah, uh, even uh, Dars is even hard for me because I have short
2: arms.
0: Yeah, that could be challenging. Yeah, that. but I
1: mean, but I knew position. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also knew I didn't have any submissions. It's like wrestling and knowing you don't know how to pin a guy. Yeah, like okay, I got to go the whole time. So
0: yeah, so I got in really good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just fucking work with what you got, man. Yeah.
1: So real quick, when I got done the tournament. Come back run my friend's bachelor party we have practice on Monday at Merrimack and then I I talked to my dad after practice he goes um when are you going to practice to jiu-jitsu practice I go oh I don't know probably for not like a week you know because I was beat up yeah he goes you have to go tonight (laughs) I said what are you talking about he goes all those guys helped you win Mm. he goes it doesn't matter if you spar he goes it only matters if you go he goes but if you don't go They're going to all go tonight. Even the guys that don't normally go are going to go tonight. Because this is not just your victory. This is their victory. That's true. And I didn't, you know, like, you know, I was 36, but uh, stupid, right? And uh, I go, okay. And I went, like, I walked in, everybody, you know. And it was cool. And, like, I was able to say, like, Adam, you know, I won this position because of what you do. Hey, Mario, I won this position because of what you do. Yeah. And, you know, we all... We trained above a biker bar, and we all just went down and, like, you know, had something to eat afterwards. And it was just cool. It was really cool. Yeah. You know, because, like, a lot of those guys were just recreational jujitsu guys. Yeah. Which
0: is nothing wrong with that, right? Right. Um, You know, but that was the closest they were going to get. Right. Dude, that is so true. I've never really thought of it like that. Like, be you know, training at St. Charles and May for so long, anytime there was a big fight or somebody just won a big fight, the next day there's always more people in their training. Yeah. And I never really thought of it in the aspect of it's also everybody's win because they helped whoever trained. They were a part of it. Right. And that, but that's so true. That, that
1: And when I did it, there wasn't social or either. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was. It was like 14 years ago. But, I mean, it's not like now. Right. right? Like if uh, if you go fight in October and win the world, right, you know, win the Masters. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people on Monday that just want to come in and take a picture with you, like so, and not for credit. Like, man, so proud of my guy. You're really just happy, just at to just. Add a Meredith for doing his thing, man. Long time coming, way to get that strap. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And if you don't show, that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And you know what, my dad said to me too. He's like, you should roll. And he goes, and it's actually okay if they beat you tonight. He goes, it's probably good.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I
1: go, Dad, I go, I'm really sore. I'm beat up. Because th- he let the wrestling guys beat up on me that day, too. Did he? Yeah, which was good. You know, like, you saw, that, your, that's love. Your dad
0: says, sounds like a cool-ass dude. Man. He's
1: a genius. You know, he just gets he gets stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but we did it. And I rolled with a bunch of guys. And it was fun. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I was super sore. Yeah. I said, I'm coming back the rest of the week, but I'm not rolling. <laughs> everybody was cool about it, you know? Yeah. But a lot of pictures. You know, a lot of, a lot of genuine thanks from me to them. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, like one of the guys said, he goes, I don't know how to say this the right way. I said, go ahead. He goes, you're only good at like six things. I go, that might be generous. <laughs> and he goes, but you want it?" He goes, why? I said, cause I made those guys fight me in my six positions. And I said, the other thing is this. I go, I know how to compete. Yes. Like there's Monday through Friday guys and there's Saturday guys.
0: There's a big difference. In
1: wrestling, we call them t-shirt guys and singlet guys.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That's a
1: statement I, I made up, and I'm like.
0: Yeah. Dude, some people are world beaters in that practice room, but then they don't do, – don't it like, doesn't translate.
1: Duran was the opposite. Duran would lose every day in practice almost on purpose. Really? Against guys that weren't as good as him, but he was always trying stuff, mm-hmm. and he didn't care about – he didn't keep score. Mm-hmm. and uh, But I always said, you find me the brightest light – and the most money put down, and I will put money on that guy. Yeah, like he he's he's a t- he's a singlet guy. Yeah, he's a singlet guy. One hundred, and uh, you know Jamel was that way too. You know, a lot of the guys. Jason High was that way. You know, Zach Cummings was. Yeah, Zach's actually probably gotten the most out of his talent in at that level because he's yeah. not a super talented guy. He's been fighting at the at the at highest, highest level, level for a long time. time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, super. And you know he used to come. He was from Springfield. He used to come like just stay at my house for like two days straight and just yeah. we'd watch film and stuff like that. And, yeah, you know, that's my you know, now he's grown, he's got kids and yeah, everything his else. Own gym and all yeah. But like whenever I go through Kansas City, like we always pop over and just do like a session and just yeah, play with just trade technique. Like he teaches me jujitsu. I'd tell yeah. him the newest You're wrestling and James
0: Krause are killing it with glory right now.
1: Yeah. We did a seminar for James. You know, Timmy Elliott yep. uh was a JUCO wrestler, so I coached against him too. Like, all those the, – the world's small. Like, I coached against Daniel. I coached against uh, Matt Hughes. Um, I coached against Jameel Kelly. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys. Yeah. And I coached against Kane. coached against Brock Lesnar. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a small community, yeah. man. To, to the people to the outside, they don't really understand. But when you've been in this space for a long time, all the big names – like you said, you just named a few there, and it, it, you cross paths all the time.
1: Well, and JUCO guys – did have done a lot in wrestling. You know, like people Daniel was a junior college guy before he was an Oklahoma State guy. Yeah. You know, people don't remember that. But like uh Colby Covington was a junior college guy. Um, John Jones was a junior those guys were roommates. Really? Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, you see just so many high level wrestlers go through the, the JUCO system for like a year or two and, well, and then go I on to Well the other thing is things. this
1: the JUCO system's super unglamorous. Like you don't get new uniforms every year. You're not riding on chartered buses. Yeah. Um, you're not staying at, you know, the, the four seasons. Yeah. And so I think it's good training for being tough. Mm. And I think it's good training for being appreciative. Yeah. And uh, like we said earlier, wrestling training is harder than, than MMA training. Mm-hmm. So, like, you trained harder and you got less. Yeah. And you competed more often and you were more sore. Yes. And now you can fight. Three times a year and get paid for it, and you know, you got groupies and all this other stuff, yeah. You know, it's almost too far the other way now. Like, there's guys like that's the other thing, like, about wrestling. Like, you go to a wrestling tournament, like a college tournament, 400 guys, they all make weight, yeah. You go to an MMA fight, there's 12 fights, two guys miss weight. You're like, what the fuck, yeah, like, what do you like, like, they should just take. Literally, they should take 10% of your purse for every tenth of a pound you're off. It would change everything.
0: Yeah, it would.
1: If they would change that and, and do it to visible scoring, the the sport would be so much better.
0: There's definitely some, some room for improvements to be made amongst the sport.
1: Well, I was coaching David in Florida uh, a couple months ago, and I thought he won the first two rounds, but I the guy kind of – might have snuck the first round. Like the guy got on top of him for the last 45 seconds mm. and did a little bit of damage. Yeah. And I said, David, I know you think you're up 2 0, but I think this could be 1 1. You got to win this round. Yeah. And he won the round. And when they announced the decision, it was 30 27, 29, 28, 29, 28. And I know he won the third round. Like he clearly won the third round. So it was tied going into that round. Yeah. That's sometimes too what a coach is good for, right? Is just telling you because you're in it. Right. You know, yeah. like you're in it. Like you are doing the commentary, right? So, like in the Evan CJ fight, you probably had it 2 0, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But maybe CJ thinks it's 1 1, or maybe Evan thinks it's 1 1, right? Right. And so, like, Mike Rogers, like, CJ, you need to finish. Right. And Eric Steinberg's like, stay on your bicycle.
0: You yeah. know, like, yeah, you gotta, you you're gotta. good.
1: You're good. Like, don't go to the ground, you know, like. Yeah, don't do things stupid. But, but the coach can tell, you know, like, the coach knows.
0: Right. And that's why we need coaches. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. as a, as an athlete, yeah. again, if you're in it, you got to have, again, that person on the outside who can, with a cool head, tell you what, what you need to do.
1: And coaches that don't get excited, right? Yeah. Like, uh, unless it's really important. Like, I talked to uh, Jason after he won that fight in Kansas City. Where he was losing and then knocked the guy out in the fifth round, Jason Hyatt. Jason Hyatt, yeah. And, you know, I talked to him about what James said to him, and it wasn't anything brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was more the tone. Okay. And uh, I, I'll say it in PG terms that it was, there needed to be urgency.
0: Okay. You know? Yeah, you got to make something happen. Let's freaking go, right? Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, when you have a guy who's normally calm. Right. And they're like, hey, Adam. <laughs> yeah, like, just, we got to go. You got to go right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Empty you, the clip. You see that change. Empty the clip. Let's yeah. go.
1: If you empty the clip, you're going to win this fight. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to, you know. Yeah. I remember I was coaching a kid one year. He was getting beat seven to one in the national final. He was really good. And uh kid slammed him. And uh, I said, I told him, my dad, I go, go over and argue. He goes, about what? I go, I don't care. Just go argue. And so he goes over, and I said to the kid, he's laying there. I go, you okay? He goes, uh. I said, it's fine. He goes, I mean, I go, it's cool, man. You can take second. All your friends back home will understand that you took. He had won Fargo. Okay. And got Outstanding Wrestler. So you should walk through the junior colleges if you did that. He's a stud. And uh, I go, it'll be okay. You can tell all your friends you took second in, in Little Junior College. He goes, what? I said, it's cool, right? Second's cool. He goes, no i said get off your bleeping ass and let's go he came back scored a bunch of points he was winning losing 10 to 9 and the guy tried to hit a duck under and hip whipped him and pinned him mm. and uh he got out staying with the tournament because he had just ma- mashed everybody up and he he made a bet with my dad if he won the tournament we could eat wherever he wanted <laughs> so we, we'd go to taco bell
0: taco bell and
1: uh we go back to the hotel, and my dad goes, "What'd you say to him?" You know. Yeah. And I told him that he goes, "That worked." I go, "Yeah." I said, "I just challenged his manhood." There wasn't any technique; he just was wrestling passive. I mm-hmm. said, "I don't know if the, the moment got to." it. And I said to him afterwards, he goes, "I just thought I was going to mess him up." And he go, and the guy, as soon as they blew the whistle, the guy just clubbed him. Like the guy knew he wasn't better.
0: Mm-hmm. But he's trying to be. More he physical. just He just beat him up. Yeah, take the fight to him.
1: And it worked
0: until it, didn't. it
1: worked until it. But if he hadn't slammed him, I think that guy would have won.
0: Mm. See, that's, man, you're a mental mastermind, my man.
1: I just think you coach guys long enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I coached you for a couple months, I would know what makes you tick, right? Because I would talk to you. Yeah. I'm like, what were you doing there? What were you thinking? Why Why did you try to do this? Um, why wouldn't you try to do this? And you're like, oh, I hadn't thought of it. Or no, I'm no good at that. Or no, that doesn't work for me. Or why well, no, he's good at that? Like, okay. Like, you know, and you just start. Yeah, you start sort of building a portfolio of how to help somebody. You know, like mm. David David Evans is, I think, very good in really two and a half of the areas. Right, like he's very good at striking. I think. Yeah, I'm not saying he's like perfect, but he's very good. He's good at wrestling, mm-hmm. and I think he's pretty good at defensive jujitsu. Okay, I mean, you know, that's my assessment. You know, and he's good at getting up. Like he just doesn't have a bunch of, you know, he's not you off his back. Yeah. Okay. So when we go into a fight, I'm like, where are we, where are we trying to win this fight? Mm. Like what, where's the game plan? I, I don't tell him. I ask him. Now, if I disagree, like if he says, "Well, I want to just pull guard and see how it goes, I'm like, I, "I don't think we should do that, you know. Yeah, you know, but you know, like the last fight, he's like, "The only way I think that guy wins is if he closes his eyes and throws a right." I said, "I agree." He right goes, he goes so I'm, he goes, "I'm going to close the gap intelligently, and he goes, "I'm going to take him down."
0: That's a good plan."
1: Yeah, but it's better that it was his plan.
0: Right, because you got that buy-in. Well, there
1: is no buy It's his thing. It, it's, that's it's my it's point. His thing. Yeah, yeah, it's his thing, right? Yeah. So if I say that to him, it almost implies he wasn't smart enough to think about that on his own. Like, people take it that way that are bright. Like, why don't you just let me tell you? I would take it that way. Like, yeah. I know what I'm going to do. Why don't you let me tell you? Right. And so I learned that. Like, I learned... Yeah. Ask the other guy first, and then
0: we have respect for your athletes, and it's like a cooperative thing at that point.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair way to say it. Like, yeah, I I do, I respect those guys. You know, they're the ones putting their face in the cage, right? Yeah. Um, they're the ones training, right? If David wins, I'm not as happy as he is. If David loses, I'm not as upset or sad as he is. Yeah. Um, my career is where my career is. My wins, my wins and losses, like yeah, you can Google me. Probably not adding much more to it. You know, I was going to do the Worlds this year, but I can't do it because it's the week. You know, I thought they were going to be in December. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably going to fight in them next year. But whether I win or not, it's not going to change anything.
0: Yeah. Like you've you've done. (laughs) Well, whatever I've I've done, done, I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you think I'm good, yeah. winning one more or losing one is not going to change it. And if you think I'm a bum yeah. and I win the tournament, they're going to go, yeah, well, you won it for old guys. So it doesn't matter
0: anyway." <laughs> yeah. But, dude, those are the best coaches because then you don't have this coach who's trying to, like, self-validate through your accomplishments. And then you also have this coach who has done the thing that you're trying to do or has been at that level yeah. and accomplished those things. So they know what it takes to actually get there. And you can trust what they're saying.
1: Well, th- yeah, I agree. And thank you. But I think the other thing, too, is like – uh like, I have a network of people I can call. Like, if yeah. David's struggling, like, I I coached Jason High with Mike Winklejohn. So, if Mike Winklejohn said, <laughs> I liked how you coached, if you ever think there's somebody good enough to send down here, send them. You that, know? That says a like, lot. Like, you know, David's an American top team, so he has a relationship down there with Dean Thomas. David has trained with Duke Rufus, so he has a relationship there. Yeah. You know, so if I have another guy, I'm like, David, can you call Duke for us? Can you call Dean for us? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Like R- relationships are so. Important. So the net,
1: right? But the you know, obviously with Randy, right? Like if somebody wants to train at extreme at extreme couture, like okay, yeah. is that still in Vegas? Yeah. Okay. You know, so I mean, Ryan's running the gym now, but you know, I'm friends with Ryan too. Not like Randy, but I'm still friends with him. Mm-hmm. Friendly enough that he'll take the call. Yeah. And you know that, and that, um, and there's two levels, right? You have to be friendly enough, and then you have to have enough uh, credibility.
0: Right. right. So you can at least. Fati- facilitate something there sure yeah
1: like you know i could be friends with randy but i'm like here's who your interior decorator should be he's like yeah i've seen your house like that's not a thing right you know but if i'm like this guy can fight he's like okay
2: going to yeah. take your word like, for I'm,
1: it. yeah like i was texting with him jamel fought the same night david fought you know in, in pfl
0: no i don't know that
1: no but no jamel jones fought in pfl okay the same night of the shamrock fight okay that David is fighting. And Jamel got in on one week's notice.
3: Oh, really?
0: He had
1: just won the CFFC title because the guy bailed. Okay. So they, they called him up, put him on a contract. And I was messaging with Jamel. I go, you understand how this works? Because it's that point system. He goes, Coach, I got to take him out in the first round. I got to hope this other guy loses. I go, okay. Okay. No, yeah. I, well, I mean, I was, you know. Yeah, he had an understanding. I, I just, yeah, I said, so I, listen, man, I'm not your coach anymore, but you got to throw the kitchen sink at him. Time is money. Yeah. I said, go get that bag. Yeah. And so he wins on the undercard. You know, I had texted – Randy texted me the day before. He's like, it says here Jamel wrestled for you, like on his bio. I go, yeah, he goes, tell me about him. So I'm, you know, giving him all the data. And then when – you know, Randy's really a cool guy. Like when Jamel won on the undercard, I was like, he can make it in, right? He goes, yeah, if this happens. And then, like, when it happened, like I was in the back with you. Okay. And it happened – And I don't know, like I just kind of went like this, like by myself, you know, and I was like, he—he's two fights from a million bucks now. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That is awesome. You
1: know, and even Randy's like, man, he's raw, but he's dangerous. I'm like, I used to have to wrestle with that guy. He goes, oh my god, you know. Yeah. But it's cool to see those guys. That is cool. Winning, and and just even challenging themselves, right? Like losing is part of winning.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a part of the process.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I just, I'm proud of all the guys that are pushing themselves and, um, challenging themselves and just trying to get, you know, one of the things that's different about our sports than business is our losses are very public. Yeah. Um, and I think that is character building. Like, uh, if I go call somebody and they say they don't want to be my client, nobody ever knows. Right. Right. Like if, uh, you had called me and said, yeah, I go, yeah, I don't want to do your podcast. No one knows. Right. Right? No one knows. Yeah. And, like, you're not going to badmouth me, and I'm not going to badmouth you. We're just, just, just not going to talk about it. This is what it is. Right. But, like, if you put it out there on blast, and I'm super important, like, I'm Connor McGregor or Dustin Poirier or whoever, and then I'm like, I, with my gazillion followers, go, who's Adam Meredith? Can't it, believe this. You know, then it's public, right? It's embarrassing. Yeah. The win or the loss, right? Right. So when you fight or rest, when you compete...
0: You're exposed, and it's
1: man on man, and you can't. It's not like the quarterback can blame the tackle, or the point guard can blame the center. Right. It's you and me. Mm-hmm. There's. There's a character building part of that, that. Other athletes don't understand, and it's not even like tennis, you know. Like this is, you are imposing your will on me. Yes. And you know whatever game we're playing, whatever sport we're playing. It's, you know, like well, that's one of the things I like about wrestling. Like you can't play wrestle. Like you can play basketball, you can play football. You just wrestle. Right. The verb is wrestling, right. wrestle. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that says a lot about it, right? 100%. And life's a fight. You know, every day you wake up, you got to fight. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this everybody gets a ribbon thing is not
0: realistic, right? <laughs> no, that's not how we operate in this household.
1: Well, it's not how we operate. The wor- that's not how winners operate. Period. Right. Period. Yeah, period. Yeah. Like, look, man. Like, there's we're gonna winners. spar, and you're gonna win, or I'm gonna win. Yeah. Well, we, we're winners, gonna both learn. Just, yeah. But if we keep score, one of <laughs> us won. Yeah. You know, that's like, how, it how it goes. And you know, <laughs> you're not gonna go put it out on Twitter if you beat me or I beat you. But like, if you you hand it to me that day, I'm like, man, I got to get better. Yeah. I need to learn from that guy.
0: It's important, man. Those. So my my daughter's doing basketball this summer and. Granted, she doesn't really want to do basketball, but I feel like it's important. She wants to do volleyball, so I have her in all of it. But either way, she's doing it. Her team just lost by 40 points, dude. It was embarrassing. That's rough. It was like 40-something to like 6 points. Oh, oh, wow. It was bad. And she was not happy. She didn't feel good. But I'm like, that feeling that you're feeling, good, sit with that. And if you don't want to feel that way, then we need to work harder and do better.
1: And write it down. Write down how you feel. Oh, that's a good idea. But, you know, that's what my – my dad told me when I didn't place at state, he goes, write down everything you everything you think you do well enough to be a state champion and then write down all the things you think you don't do well enough to be a state champion. He goes, and don't write down, like, I'm good on my feet or I need to get better on like, specifics. Like, jiu-jitsu, right? Like, for me, I'd be like um, – in no-gi jiu-jitsu, my, my list would be I'm very good in tie-ups, I'm good enough in open – my takedown defense is excellent. Okay, um, I'm fairly good at breaking guard. I'm fairly good at passing. I have little to no submissions from the top. On the bottom, I have really no submissions unless you're terrible. I'm pretty good at getting up, and I'm pretty good at not getting mounted. Mm, okay. Now we'd put a lot more specifics than that, but just for you your, broke down every. But area. for your audience who's a jujitsu, so I had this list, and I had like, I probably had one column of stuff I thought I was good at. And two columns, maybe two and a half columns. What I wasn't good now, so he took like two thirds of my good column and put it on the bad <laughs> column, and then he said, "Now reorganize these by position and situation." And that's all we did for a year. Oh wow,
0: that's an, that's an amazing approach.
1: Well, I think there's a lot of people that'll teach. Uh, they teach not systematically. Yeah. So like, if if uh, if Mike brought me in to teach wrestling at you know for a day not that you guys don't have wrestling coaches but like hey you want to teach i wouldn't teach like an arm drag arm you know for Mm jujitsu i wouldn't teach an arm drag and then teach a headlock and then teach a double leg right like they're not connected
0: you'd build a system
1: well it's like hey you teach a double leg now here's what happens if you got get caught short here's an elbow off here's a short drag um. here's a fake double to a high crotch, here's how to get your hands locked, yeah. here's how to climb your way out, here's how to get from here and sit underneath the guard. Like, I know how to get to guard in a lot of positions. I don't like being there. Right. But you probably would be great there.
0: Yeah. So you teach it.
1: Yeah, I teach it just because I'm not good at it doesn't mean I shouldn't teach it. Right. And I'll say that. I'm like, look, as soon as I teach you this, you're going to be better at it than me. Yeah. And guys appreciate that. You know, guys appreciate, like, okay, I'm not, like, I work with Mario and, and Cusick, Kim, every week, and um, I tell them, like, once we get here, Kyle's your coach. Yeah. And I'm your cheerleader. Yeah. And I think they actually respect that.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. I know I've been doing a fair amount of teaching with jiu-jitsu the past, I don't know, a few years now, and, um, I, yeah, I'll tell people all the time, like, there's more than one way usually to to handle a situation and i'm just teaching you this way it doesn't necessarily mean what you're bringing to me is wrong or what this other person presented is wrong it's just this is what we're doing right now and there's all these different options in between like there's never just one way to do a thing usually. yeah
1: my dad is really good at that too like he'll be like um i'm trying to think of like a jiu jitsu position that's like like in wrestling front headlock right like mm-hmm. you take a shot I shoot you down block, right? Yeah, that's that happens in, in every too. match. Okay, okay, so fine. So you have to win that position from both guys' spots, right? Mm-hmm. You have to win the position when you're underneath the shot, and you have to win the position when you have the front headlock or chin and elbow. So it's not one thing that works, right? If right. there's only one thing that worked, that's all everybody would do, mm-hmm. and if it worked, either people would stop shooting or people would stop sprawling, right? Right. So there isn't one thing that works. But there are things that work more often than others. Exactly. There are things that work better for your body type than others. Okay. But what we when we really started accelerating our teaching and and kids got better quickly was helping them win positions, and we didn't teach positions that you don't get in very often. Like w- w- like in wrestling, you're like, here's how we win a thirty second ride. Here's how we get out a thirty second ride. Here's how we defend single leg up in the air. Here's how we finish single leg up in the air. Here's how we we defend high crotch. Here's how we finish high crotch. Here's how we win front headlock off the shot. Here's how we win front headlock off the defense. Okay, and here's tactics on the edge of the mat. Okay. All those happen in every match. Yeah. Then when you wrestle live, you kind of figure out the other stuff.
0: Right, you just fill it in. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a great approach.
1: Yeah, so it, there's an approach to jujitsu like that, right? Like, there's positions that happen all the time, right? Like, you need
0: to know half guard. Yeah, you need to know half guard, side control. Side control. Knee on butterfly belt. guard, right? Butterfly guard is a great guard, yeah. But, like, for common. for me
1: on top, right? Like, if, like, okay, you got to be able to pass, you got to be able to break full guard. You got to be able to stop a guy that's butterflying you. You got Right. Be, yeah, you, know,
0: you, yeah, you got to be able to even work from open guard or, yeah, right. half guard, yeah. All these things, yep. like,
1: you know... Like, would, well, like, look, I'm a wrestler. I want to knee cut, knee cut, knee cut. Like, that works until this happens. The guy passes your elbow, now he's got your back, right? Right. So do that. Understand this is the counter, and then be ready to cut him off at the pass. Right. I think when you can make the other guy predictable, then it's very easy to win. Right. Like, people don't even understand this, but, like, in wrestling, as soon as you get in your stance, I'm probably not attacking your back leg.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, but people don't think about that. I mean, that's your furthest leg, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, now if
1: if my shot is better to that side, I might try to move you to bring that leg forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But
1: I'm not just going to dive to your back leg, right? So I don't have to really like I'm really really good at defending this leg. I'm really really average at defending this leg.
0: Which one's your lead leg? This one, that's your lead me. leg. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, good
1: like I'm it. really good at it. Like I can just let you grab it any way you want, and I'll probably end up putting you on your back. You know, but it's because I've been there ten thousand times. Yeah. So, you know, like, you know, so if you yeah. understand that, you're like, okay, let's work on, you know, like, okay, how do I defend this? What are the things we're doing to defend a lead leg? You know, whether it's just block front headlock, whether it's quarter Nelson in in fighting, or whether it's a straight choke, whether it's a darse, Yeah. You know, whether it's you know barbed wire, uh, you know, whether it's a limp leg and spin. You know all these different things, whether it's a cutback when your leg's in the air. Mm-hmm. You know all these different things. And, you know whether it's back hamstring, chase the far ankle, all these different scenarios. But you need to know how to stop this.
0: Yeah. Because this is your lead leg. Dude, you are an encyclopedia. You just rambled off all these different scenarios like that. Well, but that's. I, I know. Yeah, but I, I mean, love it. I just appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I mean that's it. the
1: thing, right? If you're if you like it, it's not work, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think then again, like that's why guys like me to coach them because i'm like look you know like i go this is i think this would work best for you adam because you're a little bit taller you know but try Mm. it try it 10 times yeah if you don't like it just grab me
0: do you always give your why whenever you're explaining your things i think the why is
1: more important than the what okay because so you've you've competed Mm. right yeah so when you compete how often are you calm not as often as you'd like to be. No, never. Right. Yeah. Well, not never. You're well, probably getting never. better, yeah. but not a hundred percent of the time. Right. Right. And when you're calm, is usually when you don't need to be because you're just kicking the guy's ass. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when you're up nine to nothing, it's super easy to have clarity. Right. Yeah. You re- when you're it's relaxed. four to two or four to four or two to six.
0: Yeah. You know. My whole idea is how how quickly can I get to that calm place because then I can think.
1: Well, the easiest way to be calm is to make the other guy predictable.
0: Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Because if you know what's coming, there's nothing to be excited about.
0: Yeah, because it's the it's the fear of the unexpected that usually yeah. takes you to that place.
1: Right. Yeah. So when you see a lot of our guys fight or wrestle or uh, I guess fight at BJJ, same verb, fight. Yeah. Our goal is to make them predictable. Is to make the opponent predictable, and when we do that, you know, like it's very like in when you're on your feet in wrestling. You don't circle to the guy's lead leg because that's where he can shoot. Right. Okay, but in MMA, like if you and me were in an MMA fight,
0: yeah, I would circle to your lead leg. Right, because the power hand is your rear. Because
1: I'm circling away from your power, and yeah. I don't really care if you shoot on me. I actually want you to shoot on me.
0: Yeah, it works okay? out both ways. Right.
1: I, yeah, it's a two-way win for me, right? Yeah. The wrong way is now I'm walking into your, I'm assuming you're right-handed, right handed
3: Yeah. Okay,
1: so you're a left leg lead, I'm a right leg lead, so our lead legs align. Right. Okay, so if I go this way, you have to punch across your body. Mm -hmm. There's no power, okay? Mm -hmm. That low kick, it's harder for you to get to it, right? Or that inside kick, right? Yep, the inside leg kick. Okay, and the inside kick is the harder one to catch as a wrestler. The outside one I can catch and drive. Okay, if I go this way, I'm circling into your kicks. Right. And you can kick this leg, which is a far leg too. bad problem. That's a bad one. Because I'm not used to defending that. Right. Okay? I'm walking into your punch. Okay? Yeah. And you're not going to shoot, which is what I wanted you to do anyway. Right. Okay? Now, not everybody's the same as me. Not everybody's, you know, subpar striking and very good wrestling defense. But when you just explain that to guys, when you explain enough things a smart way, guys just eventually listen to you.
3: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. And, and and like you, I mean, like you said, the smart way is just—it's very rational. The way you're putting it, like it all makes sense.
1: Right. Yeah. And you know, like that's—I think, like when I was studying jujitsu, I was always like, "Why? Like, why? Why do I not put my hands on the ground?" Yeah. Like I know you're telling me don't do it, and I'm—I'll listen to you, but I need to understand the why.
0: Yeah, to fully make sense.
1: Well, like, okay. Jiu Jitsu, and again, you're but smart. When you're in closed guard, okay. If I'm in your closed guard, there's not very many submissions, right?
0: Right. I hate closed guard. Okay, but I'm saying, right. If
1: you're, if I'm in your closed guard, that's the time for me to attack.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because I can't do a whole lot with my. Guard but post. if I,
1: okay, you're my coach, and you go when, hey, when he closes his guard, attack. I'm like, why? Well, you should be able to say to me because the most common submissions are arm bars and triangles, and for both of those things to happen, the guy has to unhook his feet. Yeah. Okay, like, it's th- that's super simplistic, but mm-hmm. that's the point, right? Right. So when you feel his feet hook, this is the time to start breaking guard. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, that makes sense. Or if I don't understand an arm or a triangle, I'm like, show me. Like, do it on somebody else so I can watch. I'm like, oh, okay. Because that's actually what happened. I'm like, show me. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And I'm like, okay, now if he's an open guard, this is the time to probably make small marginal improvements. Mm-hmm. Get him frustrated. Get him to reset. When he resets, that's when you attack.
0: Yeah, yeah. You got to be smart right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're just connecting dots.
1: Yeah. The other thing, too, is, like, we'd get guys on top, um, and they would throw as hard as they could. and I go, don't do that. They're like, why? I'm like, because that's when you get extended. Mm -hmm. That's when guys can sweep you. That's when guys can get arm triangles. That's when all the, like, your punches are so much more powerful going down, Mm -hmm. and, the referee's job, he's going to stop the fight a lot faster. You know, if you punch me three times here, they're not going to stop it. Yeah. you punch me three times here, they're about two punches away from stopping it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because they they can see the difference. In well, the my thing. head's bouncing. Yep. <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> my head's not going back. My head's bouncing. <laughs> so there's a big difference. So understanding that stuff is, is good. And then, like, I know I haven't looked at, like, I saw you at EJ Brooks on your pod. Yep. So like I've worked, I coached against EJ. Mm-hmm. I've co- I've coached, you know, coached him like, and, and we've done a clinic together. Yeah, like he's good at different things than I am. So like I'll be like EJ, show me what you did there. Yeah, and he'll be like, Coach, you know, why do you do it this way? And you know, I don't know if it affected him. I don't know if it affected me, but maybe I can't do what he does. But I coach somebody. I'm like, man, that'd be good for that guy. Right. And I'm good at remembering technique. Mm. So I'll be like Adam. I got to show you the slick thing that EJ did.
0: Yeah, because chances are, like you said, it's not good for you, but you'll probably come across somebody yeah. that, that can help.
1: Yeah, that's why I like David and Evan and those guys, because like I would, like, uh, and rest in peace, but Rashard, Lovelace. Yeah, he's a great he, dude. He trained with Evan. And I would show them a situation, and they were each better at different things. So I would show Evan this way and Rashard this way. Mm. In the beginning, they're like, why are you showing? I'm like, fine, try the other guy's way. And they, I'm like, yeah, we don't like that. I'm like, I know. I know what you're good at. Right. But go ahead. You know, that's fine.
0: <laughs> go figure it out. No, no,
1: that's fine. Yeah, that's like, fine. This isn't, you know, I'm just trying to save you time. I know this is going to work better for you and this is going to work better for you. Right. You know.
0: Yeah. Dang, man. Well, dude, I want to be respectful of your time. Okay. We're actually coming up on two hours. <laughs> oh, I got to move. I know, dude. You got to go. I got to Zoom at 3. I, oh, yeah, dude, yeah <laughs> and we're at 2.39, so uh, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, dude, is there anything you wanted to, to leave the people with, um, places to check you out? I'm going to put all the show notes, like links in the show notes to your podcasts. and. Um, but if just come to Border Brawl. If they just come to the charity event, it's Missouri Border Brawl on Facebook.
1: Our page got taken down. We had like 3,000 likes. We had to build it back up, so we're only like a couple hundred right now. But we're going to do a big social push after Fargo. Mike Rogers, like I told you, I mm-hmm. think everybody in your community knows Mike. Yep. Um, I think the fact that Mike is aligned with us says a lot about what we're doing. That's awesome. Randy Couture is going to come in town for it. Oh, cool. Uh, we're going to do the, the pre-party at Ballpark Village. Shout out to Marcus Owen for setting that up down there. So we'll have like a UFC watch party. We're going to have like silent auction items. Oh, red yeah it's gonna be super cool, and again, like all the money goes to a good cause, so people can buy tickets. we're also gonna have a Facebook store where people can buy like hats and t shirts and everything else and uh I mean we're sponsored by Nike, so we have really cool gear so awesome. we're sell- yeah like this stuff here so um Grant Turner from Nike, one of the best guys in the business, helped us outfit David for his last fight, you know, so he
0: was looking clean. <laughs>
1: Uh David David's a good looking dude. The rest of us had to get you know, Shorty's <laughs> a good looking dude too. They both are handsome <laughs> gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh me and me and Carlin had to get had to get it cleaned up right. So um yeah, t- that's the main thing. And you know, any you know, if people want to watch the pods, it's just I think we're on Apple Podcast yep. and Android Podcast or whatever. You know, we're on all those platforms. We're on YouTube. Um so our pods are going great, man. We're, we're super excited with the numbers. Um, but yeah, we're just, you know, I'm proud of what you're doing. This stuff's not as easy as people make it, you I know, just, as people like you yeah. make it look oh, people, you know, you. you do a good job. I try to do a good job and you know, you always pick people's brains and you learn, you know, like I just crossed over 200 episodes on the weekly chat and a hundred episodes. I would tell people if they really want to understand about martial arts, I just inter—we
0: just interviewed my dad. Yeah. For the hundredth episode, mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched that one, but I didn't get to watch it. I started to listen to a little bit of it. But I, I would encourage people to watch that one. Okay. It was. Uh, yeah. It's
1: a very. He. It's probably the best explanation of why. He is the way he is, and why I am the way I am.
0: Okay, yeah, I haven't gotten to it. I I listened to the one that you did um, for Asian and Pacific Islander. Yeah, obviously that one was yeah. interviewing you, so yeah, I wanted to kind of dive into your yeah. background. Well, they bit.
1: they let us do, uh, for a you know for AAPI Month, uh, we got to interview my dad. We got they interviewed me, and then I got to interview Tadakahata who uh, was a an Olympic uh, gold medalist from Oklahoma State. Oh, that's awesome. So he was great too. Those, those, you know, they all, all these guys mean a lot to me. Like when I started, yeah, you know, people agreed to do my pod when, you know, we were doing it on a set of beats, you know, <laughs> plugged into a phone and recording it, you know, so it's come a long way.
0: Yeah, man. You have a lot of great episodes out, man. So I'll put show notes in there. And, I appreciate it, man. And uh, dude, thanks again, David. I appreciate I always, your brother. Thank you. <laughs> all right, everybody. Till next time. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Again, if you are getting value out of the show, do me a solid. Tell a friend. Bring us one friend. Every time you do that, we grow, and it helps the show uh, just just – keep growing man just you know we're just building this community and you guys are a part of that And i can't do without you so please do that also leave a rating and review especially on apple podcast and even though you're listening you might not be subscribed so go ahead and hit that subscribe button all of these things help it helps us become more discoverable it helps other people find us and it just keeps the ball rolling so Bring us one friend. Also, go check out Imposed Will. Go to imposedwill.com. You can save 10% there by using the code OUTSIDE. There's a lot of cool apparel over there. That's my company. Uh, We're just all about mindset. I truly believe that anybody can accomplish any goal with the right mindset so go check us out imposedwill.com save 10% at checkout when you use the code outside there and uh yeah that's all I have for you guys so I love you keep being rad human beings and I will catch you next time bye